0: Welcome to Probing Deeper, your Patreon exclusive episode for April 2020. Today we are probing a few knuckles deeper into the Russell Targ Symposium, ESP and Psychic Spies. Eyes, eyes, eyes. Do you have a ESP? (laughs) Yeah, right here in my pocket. I'll show you it. Do you, do you have, have a, do you do you have have a PSP is uh,
1: uh, my erotic memoir called uh, The Young Latin Boy, <laughs> uh, colon, do you have a PSP? Yeah, in my colon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to- Do you have PCP? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for party and play. Wow. Yeah. It gets you real juiced up. Party and PSP, where you exactly. just play your PSP, <laughs> you do a bunch of uh, PCP or math and just right. play um, uh, Wipeout, yeah. uh wipe out oh. Wipeout pure i think was the um yeah. uh <laughs> stupid <Wipe laughs> was the uh psp version that was very popular <laughs> Wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's uh april this is just for you all you patrons out there yeah we are not streaming this you no know, no requests yet <laughs> uh i want to thank everyone here listening I uh, think at least Travis Weisman, who actually seemed to listen to the audio version, or no, it must have been no. He the went link. To the Twitch, yeah, because I link. haven't
2: sent that right. horrific. <laughs> <laughs> who, who listened to uh, our closet
1: knowledge from Wednesday night, which was uh, breaking my Magic the Gathering cherry? here. Yes. Uh, I learned how to play the basics of how to play Magic, yeah. uh, and so did Travis. And it confirmed that he didn't want to play it either. <laughs> but but that, there's value in that too, right? 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 Because right. right. I again, I could not. I I hadn't looked really over the years. You never like sent me anything or anything, but once yeah. in a while I was just like, I was like, is there like just like a how to play magic in five minutes thing? And there really isn't,
2: right? Right. <laughs> you literally can't explain it in yeah. that short amount of time. Like even that movie Enter the Battlefield, which is like 40, 50 mm. minute long documentary, you which get I liked a, a lot. vibe of what magic is, but you still yeah. don't learn like you don't get how the loads. actually, yeah, yeah, because uh, there are so many dumb elements. It's like a right. collecting game. There's old stuff. There's people who like the art, people who like the value of the cards. Mm-hmm. There's people who play these decks and play that deck and yeah. just want the whole set. So there's like, and then there's like pro level play, casual store. Like, Pro-lapse there's play. so, exactly. Yeah. You know, just ask me. It's always on the line. Yeah. You have to, that's uh, how you tap and untap all exactly. the cards. Exactly. Yeah, you flop <laughs> it out. only. <laughs> and, it, and if it lands, you're good to go. Uh, which oh. there was a card, which is long time banned, but it was called Chaos Orb and you had to mm. flip it. And any oh. anywhere it landed, you like threw it in the air, mm-hmm. and whatever it landed and touched, you destroyed that. Oh minute. wow, that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but obviously, that's, that's cool. like not very strategic and, right. and easily manipulated. <laughs> this guy's so waiting so his card. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just have well, a just nickel like, strapped to the Like, back. <laughs> oh, he didn't really throw the card, and he didn't right, really right. do. This There's or so much. That. Yeah, like, it's not because w- especially
1: with a card, equal. a playing card, right. It might like drop straight down, or it might flitter and whatever. Wind might fucking blow it off the
2: board, yeah, 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 yeah. and then you're just fucked, I guess, if it doesn't touch anything. Well, and like I said, people just cheat like crazy, so yeah. there's going to be people who like <laughs> back and forth are going to be yelling that they did or didn't do something. Right. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yes, much like the prolapse, asked me, uh, <laughs> yes. the chaos orb <laughs> uh, could do such a thing. Chaos throb, exactly. <laughs> Wherever oh. the prolapse spits out, whatever it wants to kiss. <laughs> And shoot a little bit of right. its love, and if
1: you and if it hits the opponent's mouth, yeah, then he loo- he loses the game, but he gets uh, to be in a relationship with you, the player, exactly. So he wins
2: at love, right? It's kind of <laughs> like pogs. <laughs> yes. There's a lot on the line, yeah. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, speaking of old wet lips, <laughs> exactly <laughs> loose wet lips, pogs, yeah, uh, tar, yeah. this man. Russell Targ. Fat-ass white girls. Which yes. he was, yeah. Uh, tall-ass uh, red girls? tall or rim ass guys, something, guy. Rat something guys. Rad guys. Yeah, there we go. Targs. <laughs> oh, he's a Targ. Rude guys. Tall-ass rude, tall ass rude <sighs> guys. Hey, bye. i so attractive, to tall-ass <sighs> rude guys. They just can do what they want. Which house. actually is kind of a th- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that Targ. Oh,
1: put on some cowboy boots, and he's mm-hmm. like my hottest guy ever. Exactly. I also saw an Insta story of someone that we know mm-hmm. that may not work closely with us on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not in our team, maybe on our team. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, it was a post about uh, memories and that the cowboy boots were there. Oh. Um, and I'll tell you who they were off air. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, cowboy boots. I was just like, Oh God, of course, of course it was this kind of environment. These kind of picture that I mean I'm being real inside baseball here but yeah. I'll tell you afterwards and you'll hate it as
2: much as I did but um, I feel like I I've what you're saying I'm I probably saw that person's story yeah. and just zoned out and yeah. it just it was their husband a pack. oh a husband because mm-hmm. the person I'm was thinking of pictures. doesn't have a husband no this one does oh yeah. I don't follow that yeah, person. Yeah, okay <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah yeah so but that's in line that's on brand oh yeah uh, Excuse but me. uh <laughs> anyways yeah Russell have you ever tar- beer mashed the keys like that <laughs> i don't know this is like a very tall glass oh, so yeah. i don't think it's always power cords to be done. yeah <laughs> ripping pilsner cords well at least i wasn't like someone at work yesterday with a giant oh crowler sized <laughs> yeah. mug drinking it with their child
1: like their the life. fucking it was like the the leader stein like at in yeah, at oktoberfest full of some amber looking beer and i'm like oh
2: god which they probably didn't pay for fat tire yeah <laughs> Bad <laughs> no.
1: this isn't going on the free stream yeah. so. <laughs>
2: um
1: but yeah we uh steve's been talking about this uh gent russell targ he's also yeah. he appears quite a
2: bit or at least is discussed on a lot of podcasts we're starting to listen to and um, he was gonna be at contact in the desert right. too so uh, and he's old as fuck so <laughs> half joking <laughs> we'll see if he makes in the next yeah. one but uh yeah. but he is pretty pretty interesting right
1: so um, but it, he, is, it is funny how so many companies are just straight up now promoting the 2020, 2021 one, event yeah. version of whatever it is. Well, my
2: friend who does the, the shirts, uh, mm. tabula com. Mm. Not that this gets a lot of range, yep. but... Uh, punk Rock Bowling canceled. Punk Rock Bowling canceled. And they're like, oh, maybe October. And then today they said, oh, nope, 2021. Yeah, so everyone's just saying, fuck it. We'll just do do it bigger it, it, and better next year. I think it's year. too hard just to, like, cram it all into... Uh, <laughs> Usually it's easier if it's really fall. hard. yeah. Because <laughs> it's like you have all the events that were lined up for fall plus this, like, backlog of shit. They're right. just like... Yeah, we can't yeah. can't do that. Especially like that takes up part of the city, like contact right, in the right, desert right. takes over this whole hotel which already has people stayed in it right. and booked. Yeah, contact in the, the desert especially time, is like, like
1: not 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 because it's as big of a conv- it's, it's actually more spread out but it's still so dense because right. there's only so many small ways you can walk around from one part of the hotel to the other end yeah. of
2: it. Everyone's touching like the it's same just, four doors all yeah, the yeah. time. Like, but I mean, even to push it to October, doors. it's like someone's yeah. probably already booked that space. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. Like, yeah, exactly. you need the whole hotel. Yeah,
1: and I think it's better that a lot of these companies. I mean, I don't know if it's better. It's not probably not good money wise, but right. to just take take the time and plan yeah. something cooler for next year. Like, yeah. so, but that is, I'm still really bummed out. <laughs> no, I am too. It's but, like, uh, uh,
2: but maybe next year we can be uh, get our free guest pass. That's true. Uh, if those one gals can do it, yeah. Uh, oh, we could do it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, could be exhibitors. Right. Oh, exhibitors. Yeah. We're just stuck to a table the yeah. whole time trying to hawk shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, we hawk these <laughs> old DVDs. <laughs> uh, yeah, we copied yeah, shit. our own Elizabeth Wilcock <laughs> <Game Wilcox>, as <laughs> we read over it. <laughs> we
1: just put heavy lipstick on and just yeah. kiss each one
2: and sell it for $15. Yeah, these are worth... Countless dollars. We sell
1: each for $10 and one cent. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make a sweet So we're still record.
2: actually losing money by driving there, yeah, exactly. buying the, the lipstick, state, which yeah. is not cheap. Yeah. Uh, having Mac. to sit at the table and pay the extra <laughs> right. for the vendor space. Uh, because you have to have a show to get a vendor space. Right. <laughs> That's, you can't just pay for that. Right. Um, at least we'll know where the food is. Oh, no, yeah. that was L.A. Convention Center. That's right. That was AlienCon.
1: Could have had them sweet, sweet we nachos. We will technically know where the food is. But right. meanwhile, all I had was nuts and vending machines with ice cream that only vended uh broken promises because exactly. it didn't work <laughs> yeah because
2: didn't didn't someone have ice cream and by the time yeah. you got there it was like the fucking vending machines were all fucked up so right, right uh but anyways yeah russell targ so we oh, originally yeah. were gonna watch third eye spy and i'm like wait i don't remember paying for it so then we turned on this video right where i'm like this is definitely not third eye spy because i watched that one yeah but this one looks super fucked up, so I think it's better for yes. a watch-along. Or we think it's better for a watch-along. We watched along. the first two and a half minutes, and it looks very Tim and Eric-y, so we yeah, figured yeah. we should do a live yeah. watch. Um. Um, but So that Third Eye Spies I recommend also watching. Maybe we'll do a thing on that. Yeah. But just to give a backstory, because I don't know if he does in here, but Russell Targ basically was part of the remote viewing program, like the CIA, CIA right, ran in right. uh, some In the 60s or company. Whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. so. And he gets. They've to, talked about it a lot on Ancient Aliens. and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah, but just for people who maybe aren't yeah. quite sure. But um, basically, they not work, cutting they, you off. I was just adding yeah, to yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the fact that we've talked about this before. Right. right. Faraday cages and all sorts all of, of the shit. Things. Yeah. Um. So he he not only worked with psychics, but he got to a point where he says anyone can do this type of viewing. Mm. So at his panels, which I'm curious if that's what happens here, because yeah. in Third Eye Spies, it shows him. Like, you know, over two minutes, they super cut it. Mm -hmm. And he takes a whole group of people and does a remote viewing. Oh, And he's like, oh, they got like this much accuracy because they drew this circle Mm. and this creek and this whatever. And that's what we're trying to have them view. So he believes basically anyone can do it. right? And it's more like a muscle where, you know, like an athlete we can all learn to throw football, maybe not right. as good as you know a pro, right, right, right. but at the end of the day, we can all still learn how to throw and, right. And if
1: you practice like fucking crazy, after a year or so, you could actually get pretty good. Again, right. you might not ever achieve a certain level, right. but you could still throw could better be than the better. average person. Yeah. So. You could be better
2: than what you were when you right. started. Yeah. So. Interesting. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he does that here or what he talks about. But again, yeah. I mean, at least we're both going in raw dog yeah, on yeah. this. So. Uh, should I fire it up? Yeah video or audio might be a little weird at first here as we dial it in. <laughs>
1: dial UFO TV, the Disclosure Movie Network, is what UFO TV. the production company yeah. UFO
2: TV presents. With a little yellow... Oh. Some beautiful synth violin and synth uh, trumpet. Well, as we saw, there's like a bass, yeah. several electric guitars, and a korg. It almost looks like a shitty church. Ex- exactly. That that's what like, I... Yeah, at. it looks like the... Uh, praise rang the timoneric yeah, yeah. thing from Funny or die or whatever but yeah and this looks like something you watch in <laughs> school at a uh, uh, when it's like a rainy day yes. <laughs> it's like a very a educational social studies video
1: yeah. you are about to learn it's a very timoneric looking practice. intro uh, where yeah. it's a lot of History. Um, Art, che- it's a checkerboard science, sweep, and within each and one is a, a dad in a suit viewing, talking to some and audience. Some yeah, it's got to be this ah, has to be some a Schwartz speech. report presentation on issues in consciousness.
2: The next thing that I thought might be of interest. Oh, to there's Schwartz. Sort of, why, why? does it matter? Yeah, this almost has, has to be a go. temple of some sort. Well, it was and at and a I conference because he says would he's would the conference very chair. So, which I'm just thinking maybe all that. Peripheral really shits for their yeah. weekly Thought whatever. This looks this like 98
1: through 2002 max, I think. Yeah, because it said 2017, that but that might be a, might have been when it was loaded. Exactly. where
2: they have led him. So it's my pleasure to introduce to you Russell Tarr. Got a Korg uh,
1: synthesizer in the background. Is that what you have to a Korg? I have a Korg brand, yes. Especially
3: when I... Thanks, Stephen, who's been my good <laughs> for friend some reason, for a every long time. I, time
1: time I see <laughs> oh two L's,
3: guy yep. A lot of these adventures. Russell, the oh Russell, yes. that I'm interested in talking about. And he's had this like,
2: he has a big, big poofy fro, yeah. And he's had that like in that one where it shows him younger, like he's the mad scientist looking guy. Uh, or just in
1: times, yeah. He looks like uh, Henry Kissinger, the CIA head at the time too, just like a thinner version of him.
3: We're able to look front into the blast, distance yes. or into the future. Yeah, definitely far side. He's got the magnification of the effect. distance from the viewer to the target in no way interferes with your ability to see the target. So he's in front
1: of an audience in front There's of a weird no stained, stained glass window, but
3: a very new age version. 10, no, I think miles that's miles a, uh, a tapestry. Nigeria
2: like, that's a quilt. I think that's a
3: blanket. Oh, okay. Well, it's a stained glass pattern. It makes clear. If you have source light vagina, you want to share telepathic experiences with. You can put your head right next to your friend's head, head. hold an image of something real or imaginary, and invite your friend to describe the image that you're holding. And if you're able to stabilize your image, you will find that your friend is able to describe that
2: Hmm. to
3: a greater or lesser degree, and you can learn to do that, noggin to noggin.
2: That could be a You can do that same
3: experiment, sharing a telepathic image, Ten thousand miles away.
1: Actually that'd be fun, yeah.
3: Where you would expect the signal to have fallen down by ten billion times because radio signals fall oh, off sorry. at the square of the distance. Oh, thank you. And as you go yeah, from realized, wait, wait, a foot not... away to a million feet away, you would expect the signal to fall down by the square of a million 10 of the twelfth uh, times. He's
1: got a Steve Brule thing, too. Exactly. <laughs> <and billions laughs>
3: diminutions in the signal, mm. and that doesn't happen. We don't know a lot about psychic abilities. One of the things we know is it is no harder to see something in the far distance than right next to you. Another thing we Which know is actually like it's more interesting than right, that, it is no harder enabled. to describe a target object or an event that's Tard. going to occur tomorrow <laughs> than to describe one that has already occurred today and is hidden from you. And hundreds of experiments have been done to investigate this. Princeton Dun- Dun- University, Dun- with Dun- Bob Dun- John, John and Brenda Dunn, have done Bob John, 410 Richard remote and viewing Dunn experiments Dunn at done. Princeton, exploring. <laughs> and he's in it's all black. This is a cash More man. difficult to yes. look an hour a day <laughs> do into the future than am? it is to describe something that's. He would know right more than now. us, I guess. And there's absolutely no evidence showing that it's harder to describe something which is not yet chosen that is a future event it's no harder to describe the future than it is to describe the present hmm. and those two facts are not disputed Parapsychologists are are very contentious lot
2: so and, I'm gonna pause it for a second yeah. one of the things with Russell Russell with remote <laughs> viewing Russell crow I feel like <laughs> I can't remember where I heard this or, or if they went to a class or something but it was all like creepy guys mm-hmm. that were into remote viewing because they just want to like look at <laughs> chicks' apartment, apartments, and like look at spia. chicks' aparts. Yeah, <laughs> I want to look at a like, chicks' aparts. Yeah, but like watch them, right? Like, because mm. could you imagine, like, ooh, I can go into the women's locker room yeah. like an invisible man, but just remotely. <laughs> right. But it wasn't like you know these noble-looking people. Like exactly, just it's all middle-aged people, dad those. creepers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like well, also, <laughs> it also
1: makes me. It's it seems to be a signature dad trait that they have a hard time connecting emotionally with people because they're like boomers instead. <laughs> you know, it was like post depression era parents who are just like ah, oh, you don't feel things, you just work and whatever. And so it's like it's like their way, we- their obsession with. But I want to know what's in their head where it's like, well, you could just talk openly and intimately with somebody and send about your feel. Maybe your wife or partner right, right. Or, or, or son or daughter or whatever. Maybe yeah. your name's Pino. You're glad to <laughs> <laughs> But uh, just have like a normal, vulnerable conversation. So I wonder right. if that has something to do with the obsession with like, I got to get inside people's heads and. Well, but know, I mean, a remote you know. viewing is like looking
2: at like I want to see where Joe's at, right? No, now. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, right. like, I wonder if you know
1: this is my uh, <laughs> Project. <laughs> yes, this is my dad projection. Yeah. As as Tim and Eric are also very obsessed with their yeah, lack yeah, yeah. of emotionality and a vulnerability, right, <laughs> making right, them right. these comical characters. When
2: what the fuck are you doing? Don't <laughs> you worry about that. I'm just gonna clean Oh, you going to clean
1: keyboard. the keyboard? Oh, so Steve just took a Q-tip uh, from a virtual scavenger hunt we had yesterday on Man. a. Quote happy hour call yeah. with all of our team, now with all 36 of our team. And literally, our VP just asked, like, oh, was everyone doing at work? And then stopped after me and one other person. And then, and even though she's like, I want to hear from everyone, it's <laughs> right? Shit, <bullshit> too. <laughs> it's very irritating, it was but uh, but yeah, so one of the items was a, was a um, Q tip. And so now perhaps this is fate or synchronicity because you wouldn't have been doing this if that
2: wasn't there. No, I kept meaning to do this. So you were put on there. the path
1: by maybe
2: the divine idea, idea of our VP. Exactly. Even though I'm scoffing at it. But what, if, what if the whole path was us getting these jobs, having the VP exactly. to then be in this moment? Right. What if COVID was all about me just so I can clean my right. thing? <laughs> It'd be pretty <laughs> fucked up. But, While you're doing that, I'm going to grab another beer. Hold on one sec. Okay. I'm going to keep cleaning, keep cleaning. What's up? Describe the filth. Describe the filth, yeah. I've got multiple little uh, knobs and nubules here. That's where that little dust bunnies can can build up. And I'm just going to kill those little bunnies. I'm just going to murder them with this water and cloth. And it's going to be nice. And they're going to keep everything better. Because we must always keep clean in these days, yes. Joseph. Kill the rabbits. Kill um, the wabbit. Kill, kill the Pete, Now, Russell Tark does look kind of like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> I mean, he could be out of Roger Rabbit. Or a Looney Tunes artist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I drew this bunny. <laughs> uh, I drew and him up like and an rabbit. attractive woman. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I finger-fucked him uh, quite hard. Oh, thank you. Here's Don't a cuvee. Oh, oh. <laughs> Here's a blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Ready? Ready to 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 target. Rick Rarin Targon Boy.
3: And we find many, many different things to argue about, uh, but we agree that (laughs) it's no harder to look into the distance than into the near proximity. It's no harder to describe what's going to happen tomorrow than it's going to happen today. We would call such a phenomena a non-local ability, a non-local phenomena. Now, the idea of non-locality is not a metaphysical principle. This comes to us (laughs) from the most interesting research currently being done in modern physics.
2: Uh, It is a quilt. quilt Confirmed it is a quilt.
3: Describing experiments that occur in the world. The idea of non-locality as described in modern physics says that many things that appear to be physically (laughs) separated by time and space... (laughs) Are actually connected to one another. Now, physicists hate this idea. Well, he is, talking about, he is talking about quantum entanglement, but maybe before they had and a I real have, popular I, 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 name. for it. In real life. It. I'm a laser physicist. Yeah, he's a real deal scientist, to too. So he's so not just some crackpot. Thousands and thousands of hours standing at a laboratory table.
2: And he, he doing even talks about how, like, I, I've, and I've done all this shit with and lasers, lasers, and lasers, but lasers that's not what I'm optics. remembered for. And Wikipedia wouldn't even let me edit it. Oh, wow. That if I have the
3: stuff on the table, everyone just wants to talk about this shit. Yeah pretty much in control of my experiment. I don't want to have to worry about what's going on down at the NASA facility in Hampton, Virginia, or what the people in Washington are doing. I'd like to feel that it's under local management, that if I have an experiment on my table, I'm running the experiment. That's what physicists like to believe. And physicists are are an arrogant bunch. They like to feel (laughs) that they're in control of their experiment.
2: Yeah, fuck you. It's very disappointing.
3: (laughs) to a lot of physicists to discover that we live in a non-local world. Henry Stapp, the chairman of the physics department of the University of California, said recently that the discovery of (laughs) non-locality is probably the most important discovery in all of science. Hmm. And that's because it is is a discovery that so countervenes (laughs) our ordinary understanding of the reality in which we live that it causes us to rethink a great deal of what we've taken for granted. This idea of non-locality is worth... I can give you the answer. I know you're going to think that <laughs> yeah, non-locality came from, came from the Buddhists Drink as a metaphysician. Beer? Not The idea of non-locality <laughs> was first enunciated by Einstein. In 1935, well, in a paper that he wrote with two colleagues at Princeton, yes, Podolsky and Rosen. Of, uh, <laughs> so this
1: is known as the Einstein-Podolsky-Rosen <laughs> theory. It's half full. Theory, yeah, he played the like, little ETI. piano on the PETA. Yeah, <laughs> no. Lucy was very in and <laughs> attracted to his musical ability. And Einstein
3: had the observation <laughs> that quantum mechanics <laughs> predicted that uh, particles uh, that were born together and, of course, and then separated... Felix still Chevrolet, connected right to next another, to the USC campus, right. where Steve though gets though off to tailgate away from one another, with his extended family. Yeah. And I gets off like or or of jerking off, or gets off that exit, the freeway. That's where Steve getting off to <laughs> tailgate with his family, which he invented with his wife. So much fun. And been well substantiated. Give me some more chips. This guy came on my truck. it's called a dip. fuck off. Relativity really was a um, integral part of modern physics. There couldn't be anything wrong with this. Geometrically shown to be right, yet quantum mechanics predicted that there is this anomalous this is connection daughter, between things traveling <laughs> away from each other at the of all. That's why it was initially called the EPR paradox. Hmm. And that's the way things were it until 1969 of, uh, Fendog, when two researchers. Which you the probably University haven't met, Cavoche, Chris's Friedman dad, Luser, oh, oh, oh. To did a the experiment weird, like, on a just, tabletop. He sent mm, photons okay. from an experiment in opposite directions.
1: It looks like it could be related to that
3: from the polarizer on the left to catch the photons, and an observation was made that the photons on the right had apparently changed. Hmm. Oh, shit. This is a shocking result. This was I in said, 1969. Well, maybe they're just well, yeah, figuring out quantum
1: entanglement stuff. That's crazy. So will run to the
3: <laughs> conclusion. In 1988, Nicholas Jason at out. the University <laughs> of Geneva oh, did the experiment off the tabletop, making use of the wonderful fiber optics phone lines in Switzerland. Hmm. Jason had a laser experiment where he was in Geneva... One collector was off in Zurich, another one was off in Basel, 10 kilometers away. I've been, there. I was just away. I've been called a collector. And what he observed <laughs> is when you turn the polarizer in Basel, the photons in Zurich become incoherent with their partners 10 kilometers away. <laughs> the idea of non-locality is no longer controversial. It's another thing that physicists agree. They don't particularly understand it. We have not, it's going to ne- need another generation until all the old physicists die huh. And then a new generation grows up with non-locality and they'll say, oh yes, uh, everything's are non-local. Uh, Grandfather Einstein said that a long time ago and we, and we Daddy. know that that's true and become accepted. The uses of psychic abilities really depend on what your goals are. There are many interesting things you can do with psychic abilities. For example, you can use them to f- use psychic ability to find your car keys. To uh, remove to locate a woman's parking spaces.
2: <laughs> Make her clothes oh, disappear. We have successfully it's used psychic ability to invest disease. in the silver like it, commodity market. Isn't it Zap that he make those clothes to jump up? Yes. <laughs> working with Scott an Beo enthusiastic
3: investor that. and associate of remote viewing, huh. we made over $100,000 in the silver market. Crashing. And we're on the front page of the Wall Street Pause Journal. Pause real
1: quick. Oh, 100000 uh, That's Trump's nothing Targ. to <laughs> It's crazy. I looked up ESPN Psychic Spies. It says initial release two thousand eight, which like this is this must be in an area of the country that is just time trapped. The
2: south. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about Mandy.
1: Or mid somewhere like yeah. uh, a mid somewhere maybe mainstream. Michigan where uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> so, that's something in the Midwest. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, Ripping those freshwater
1: waves. Well, because even like South Park made that joke where there was a guy that was frozen in time, but he was only two years behind everyone else. Mm. But it was because he was from like South Dakota or something, right, <laughs> just right, like right. some time locked place, or yeah. is always just slightly behind. But everyone treated him like he was a caveman you go, who, you don't know who only he knew what cell phones were, but not
2: what like the iPhone was. Right, yet. right, right. <laughs> stupid stuff. I like used that. to piss people off playing games online, <laughs> and this was so stupid because like we just play calling someone. all of them the N word yeah really rough mm-hmm. that and that they were queer <laughs> well i used to piss them off because i would act like i was gay and then that oh that's really right yeah but when you play someone from like canada or something yeah i be like oh man like that's so cool like do you guys have like dvds up there yet and, like <laughs> cds are like yeah i fucking do okay i'm fucking playing on an xbox I'm like, <laughs> you better say <laughs> okay. you're fucking sorry okay, okay. You fucking asshole <laughs> god damn <laughs> I was like, yeah, but that is not a fantastic yeah. way to act. I'll make sure so you guys only watch movies on VHS or something. Like, they would just get all pissed off. And I'm like, clearly, on a stupid fucking system. But yeah. People always fucking say that. I don't okay. understand why. so why?
3: Nine consecutive successful forecasts for where the silver would go up a little, up a lot, down a little, or down a lot. And all nine of those forecasts were correct
2: but you didn't go beyond. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem. I'm not right. yelling right. at him, yeah. but it's yeah. just like, Rural come on. Phenomenal,
3: like, especially when you're in money. Yeah, is it repeatable? Money. Yeah. The following year, we were not successful. didn't work the following year. A uh, number of things changed. As the Buddhists like to say, it's very hard to step twice in the same stream. The stream has gone by, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. One of the things that changed is our investor, who had been sharing the money with us, wanted to share now unequally instead of equally. It's a dirty, oh, so Jew. He also was dirty a, dirty to he moved back to
2: Israel. I'm not gonna name, name anything week, else about him but <laughs> which interfered with the he's, not, like a, a he's not living on the Palestinian side, I'll tell you what. at the end of the trial. As it's like Schweinheim like yeah. some very w won this <laughs> hundred
3: thousand dollars in the market, it's fair to yeah. say that we lost our spiritual focus. <laughs> so the first time around was at least, in a sense, for science. We want to see, uh, can we make money in the market? Is there going to be a problem? Her. Is God going to prevent us like using older, psychic um, abilities to enrich who's ourselves? Who's the British guy There's that we, we say is going like to try and finger blossom? Pope. We were able yeah, to yeah that's true. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> <laughs> Nick Pope's uh, uncle or dad. See, <laughs> is it possible to use psychic abilities to support our research? The second time round, since we had done this without error... Our focus was, as Hal said, are we going to pull the silver market?
2: Facial expression we does not Are going to make change. so many billions <laughs> of dollars? Donut, yeah. Just the, his the mouth. Because <laughs> <laughs> those eyes are so oh, magnified. Uh, it not work anymore. Eyes. The
3: market will uh, uh, collapse. And he doesn't really anyway, move. He moves like below the elbow <laughs> yeah. was and was then like, his lips. The yeah. <laughs> And then or, in my obviously. opinion, the most important hips. thing you can do is psychic ability. He's got the to classic high pants of an are. old man, too, oh, yeah. the belt buckles, do covering <laughs> where right a under his tips. belt who is, yeah. there, <laughs> who is investigating the question and who wants to know? To use the ability not so much to enrich yourself, but for you know, self inquiry, self liberation, so. and to expand your awareness. And, mm. and I'll talk about those possibilities.
2: In addition yeah, more, more bars to looking
3: out into the distance and looking into the future, psychic abilities have been used
2: to yeah. This diagnose batch of, of Modern times, the March release has changed and, the most. Uh, over several the books it's have crazy. been written on that. Do you see they have that crazy stout Ability. series coming and out next week? Mm-hmm. Like Probably the most interesting thing that yeah. I'm
3: finding about psychic diagnosis with the red label that it's on there is shockingly yeah. more easy than remote viewing. Little known fact. Uh,
1: the most annoying thing is, not once has he told you how to find your remote when you can't find it in your fucking living exactly. room.
3: Yeah. You know you fucking put it on the couch, and somehow it's like the behind the entertainment the
1: unit. Yeah, in between the cheeks. <laughs> and you don't have your kids. They're long dead. Uh, yeah. You don't know who the fuck would have put it an there. Yeah. And at these, this, this moment, you can't just change the channel by going up to the TV. And then
3: try and describe what that person looks like. in kind cold reading. sounds very familiar to most of you, I'm sure. They run down, Silver Mind Control did this successfully, S did this successfully. And the reason they do it successfully is that it's anomalously easy to do. The reason you have the card in an envelope (laughs) is you don't want your instructor to know who the person is you're trying to describe. Because otherwise, you will quickly instruct yourself to respond to their breathing,
2: their nods, their eye
3: movements, their affirmation of those correct things you yeah, happen okay. to We've say. We've all seen the
1: opening scene so in the original it's Ghostbusters. It's very, very so dangerous to do any kind of <laughs> only psychic with
3: hot chicks. This work, <laughs> whether it's remote viewing or medical diagnosis, it's very risky to do any of those. Now he does look like the old man version the of the dude oh yeah. that actually does get some the of the answer answer shit right and gets all pissed off. Right, right, right. Condition yourself. To respond to Subliminal breathing and motion. He's of always chewing that, that weird gum, like because he spits it out. In my opinion, you must. Uh, oh yeah, because he literally just says blind it's just pissing me off. Yeah. Get success, but you'll have to. That was a great yourself. Bill Murray, by, <laughs> <you> by <laughs> the way. The I'm sorry. Uh, All right,
2: correct. This sounds like
3: a very uh, analytical <laughs> task because you want to be able to describe what's wrong with the person. The two very interesting books written on this subject are both written by physicians. I the hate book called the Second Sight who stole my money. Is written by Judith Orloff, who is a psychiatrist <laughs> in Beverly Hills, well, well known to Stephen and me as a Humble journeyman rack. remote viewer, very psychic, spiritually minded woman, connected with the divine, and very experienced. Teacher Beverly Hills of diagnosis is where I'm like.
2: psychically The other one viewed. is Mona Lisa uh-huh.
3: <laughs> MD-PhD psychiatrist at Boston University. She's much more of a risk taker, <laughs> fast-talking, yeah. humorous. Carol uh, Baskins-esque cunt type of a woman. <laughs> not remote viewer, medical intuitive. And she has a book called Awakening medical Intuition. Intuitive. So both of these books are very illuminating with regard to how to do oh, medical diagnosis, <laughs> guy's
1: coming in his pants. He's Barbara
3: Brennan about it. <laughs> is another person I should mention. I will give, give it to
1: Russell here. He's not reading, reading anything and he's talking so just off the cuff.
4: It yeah. so and it's not like do. he's a good speaker, you but you I guess he is because he's just viewing, totally
1: in the and riffing this
2: without a lot of uhs and ums and whatever. So
3: all three of these again, yeah, all jokes aside, this guy
2: does seem very is, uh, smart and legit. Yeah, yeah. When he's done and how he gets to get there, because he has that scientific approach, right? And he's kind of like a professor that, like, all seems like he's going to be boring, but he actually talks about interesting
1: stuff. So, yeah,
3: psychic abilities. Oh. Should say one other guy, word about
2: precognition. Pre- pre- They're doing a pan of the crowd, the <laughs> so that's when we get an extra taste. Of pre- so highly, highly recommend watching that this. People have oh, are of course <laughs> of precognitive dreams? I'm the green man, and you <laughs> can and see. And Louisa Ryan says no. <laughs> that
3: by far the most common experience I will drink elixir that person from the pots has in your face. <laughs> with anything psychic <laughs> is to dream about something that's going to happen in the future. We had a contract
2: monitor who was in
3: Detroit. With his partner, well, the and, guy. He had they, a very and then the guy with the big forehead. Th- this
2: audience is pretty Notice fucked up. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd almost <laughs> rather have, Thousands have this. a view I've of them. <laughs> worries
3: about them, but this was so vivid that he decided not to get on the plane. But he didn't want to appear a wimp, so he just told his partner <laughs> I'm that gay. he has one more thing to do in Detroit before he goes back to Washington. Uh, I'll see you in Washington. I'll drive you to the Is airport. This a
2: 9/11 story. And he
3: drove his partner <laughs> to the airport, and as yeah, he drove talk away, he had a chance to Detroit see Detroit theater of 9/11. Him, you know. <laughs> now I don't say this in any I'm way. I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, to be condemnatory toward our contract oh, monitor was so just a dream, after all. So you say, where did that dream come from? Because after all, he was not killed in the plane crash.
2: Nope. <laughs> Big sip of water. Gulp, gulp. Think he's talking about so ran, what I would say is, is that he had a dream Lied about a yeah.
3: shocking plane <laughs> crash that he saw the following day. That is, Wednesday's plane crash experience caused him to have a dream of a plane crash the previous a night. A plane crash? And then in <laughs> dreaming about that, he dramatized the event to put himself on the airplane. <laughs> so that uh, if you dream about being <laughs> killed in an accident... <laughs>
1: Good Go. question, sir. So. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. strongly
3: believe that it is not necessary to have the accident. I think you can use information as you travel along your world line, as you travel through mm. the space-time trajectory that we're all on. I think you can use your psychic information to lift yourself off this material plane of reality to gain information like about the future. But and give you an opportunity That was 12 to years ago, too. That's again, You look back, like,
2: oh, wait, I was yeah. just, which, it's weird. But that you I was can out tell out of which of these dreams is pre-cognitive in many cases. <laughs> Both working. The at Jax. The true cognitive
3: ca- dream is one that is not based on yeah, the previous day's residue. Yeah, what if this was first day at Jax? Or on the you're up, wishing yeah. for. <laughs> no
2: synchronicity,
3: my friend. Or on the things you're worrying about. For example, if you have a dream that you failed an examination, and, in fact, you have not studied for the exam, we would not consider that a precognitive dream. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have a dream that is bizarre, contains elements that are not part of your ordinary life, things that you don't normally think about, or a dream that is extraordinarily crystal clear, dream people like to call this dreams of preternatural clarity, then we would say that that dream might be precognitive. So dreams that are your ordinary anxiety dreams that we have our share of and dreams that have residue from the previous day, oh. which we have many. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> these dreams are... And these night not dreams are... It's the surprising, unusual, bizarre, unusually clear dreams that very, often are precognitive. Very erotic yeah. dreams. And very you can milky residue dreams. <laughs> and very good training is if you think you're having a precognitive dream, you should tell somebody about it or write it down. Or fuck yourself. The, the way this precognition <laughs> game is played, the most now. viewing game is played, is <laughs> if you don't tell If you don't sleep nude like I do, your
2: shorts or whatever <laughs> panties you're You have wearing. to
3: be willing to go out in advance and describe the dream you had. So we've talked about uh, precognition, uh, looking into the distance inflowing healing, inflowing uh, medical information. The other aspect of psychic ability that's not been spoken about here before is distant mental influence, where you can outflow your healing intentions. And the data for distant healing is really quite good. My daughter, Elizabeth, who Died Which a is year probably ago. How it's... Oh God! Was a psychiatrist she died at a California ago. Pacific Medical Center, and her passion was distant mental influence, distant healing. And two well, years so ago, she did a landmark clearing, experiment, do a lot of Zoom experiment where she had people around the United States, you yeah, praying for, move for I just sixty of her AIDS patients who were very sick. Either oh, San Francisco men who are dying of AIDS. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> and she divided <laughs> As these in a random protocol. Into two groups. One group. I didn't agree with his thoughts on the subject, but I appreciated the, the scientific efforts,
1: no <laughs> nonetheless. And
3: then <laughs> only that With <laughs> the help of experienced distant healers from many persuasions, uh, Catholic prayer groups, uh,
2: uh, finger blasted, spiritual uh, healers,
3: boy. energy healers, psychic healers of various description, Native Americans, whole variety of different healers. She had twenty different healers praying for her 30 men. So there were oh boy. 10 healers praying for each of the men. So you're un- she was un- unable quite the tell <laughs> Which of these hey, you strategies bet you actually worked. So she again. wanted the experiment to work. That was the main thing. And after 10 weeks, the blind was broken and what she found is that the 30 men in the prayer group <clears throat> had done much better <laughs> than, the, than the controls. Hmm. The people who had been... Recipient of distant prayers had fewer opportunistic illnesses, fewer trips to the hospital, fewer days in the hospital, and generally Heart better self-esteem, self-report. <laughs> and a highly significant in, in all those different and variables. And 20% match and rate And she was higher able to publish these findings in the <laughs> Western Medical Journal, which is a mainstream... Um, Medical, ger- medical magazine, and his students <laughs> like, further funding. I thought like. He just doesn't look like this video doesn't look like it's the from the NIH, same world
1: where and Craigslist <laughs> <much cheaper laughs> And putting people in the hospital. So there's
4: great interest <laughs> in the Yeah, Facebook this has kind of taken work. over Craigslist oh, quite uh, a yeah. yeah. uh,
1: then, Yeah, people are migrating from MySpace have been as he speaks. Other exactly.
3: experiments done, a uh, famous series of experiments done by Randolph Byrd at uh, San Francisco General Hospital. He had Catholic prayer group praying for his cardiac patients. There were 300 patients divided into two groups. And again, the people who received the prayers had much better outcomes. And William Harris at the University of St. Louis had a huge study of 1,000 cardiac patients where he had people praying for half of his patients. And this was published in Annals of Internal Medicine. Hmm. So all three of these papers are peer-reviewed, published in mainstream journals, double-blind experiments, showing that, without a doubt, the prayed-for people had better outcomes than those who received no prayers. Now, Elizabeth's data had a much greater effect size than the other two studies. The, the audience looks like was, it
1: might not even actually be there. It's not there. to say it's more <laughs> He's just talking to an yeah. empty room and a camera. Got like, a level he's of
3: significance in just, for many like, fewer there's a wall literally right in front of him. <laughs> all of whom had at least a decade of experience. He's out behind a Walmart. The yeah. <laughs> sure. The
2: other studies
3: worked with people who were well-intentioned, but much less experienced. It's like
2: 120. So similarly like at SRI,
3: we had anomalously strong success. You see a rat just go. Because <laughs> we started out our program. It's uh, freezing out here. Right? Like Turn off the, the heat a little bit. Very uh, experienced, <laughs> very gifted in remote viewing. And then we've got very lucky, <laughs> and choosing other people uh, to get in before be the snow. Yeah. <laughs> There's just but a random street an dog, and some Gary is nodding head their head heads and
1: praying um, <laughs> <be> <laughs> for <a laughs> him. <vehicle. laughs> <laughs> 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 this guy's full of sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the, cut him open after this presentation. It's one. shot. well, I was gonna say
2: that Gary's
3: like this guy seems nuts. It's like information, either precognitively from the future... No fucking no way, man. No way. That target is fucking crazy.
1: Distance, ...or doing medical diagnosis. Or you
4: can outflow your healing intention. And then just
1: puts back on his vest yeah. as the Walmart greeter and goes right. around the yeah. front of yeah. the <laughs> store.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is pain. him as a Walmart greeter
4: really
2: It's not a constant he's loop. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, like a robotic kind of thing. <laughs> the outflow
3: of your healing intention... Uh. Has got to you know where the toilet paper... Place. Do you guys still
2: restock that? <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> in that quiet place,
3: you have the opportunity
2: to experience... Now my daughter Elizabeth, who died a year ago,
3: she might have
1: known where the toilet yeah. paper was, about now, but her 30 men were not praying for in that quiet location ex- data. They were praying for AIDS data. They were using other for things for their butt than toilet paper.
3: The Buddhists talk about Ananda which is a <laughs> transcendent, quiet, and peace. Oh, you know, I just thought
4: of it. his
3: <laughs> It's as though a you found shirt a way where to reside it's in a, a ghost. quiet, uh-huh. loving space. And it makes in fun Vedas, of you. And uh-huh. it's say, a boo dish. Well, you your mind, you discover that you have you within you the love you're looking for. It's not outside. <laughs> Carl Sagan spent a lot of time describing how he turned over rocks and looked through the telescope and everywhere he looked, he could never find God. And I believe that that's because you don't find God in looking through a telescope. Find and him through in cocaine. order to find God, <laughs> you have to be quiet, which is a thing that Carl Sagan famously could not do. Huh.
1: Ooh, loud man! Coming down hard on stage. See again the pan—the the, the, pan the that said, they're showing of the audience. No one's laughing like yeah. all, in <laughs> the, in <laughs> the sound, the audio yeah, and then, and yeah, and yeah, the the soundtrack. When find <laughs> and they all have shoulder pads,
2: yeah. and they're women.
3: <laughs> to quiet your mind, to quiet the chatter, you discover that you have within you the love you're looking for. The earliest Vedic teaching. Oh uh, yes. So he's talking about mindfulness meditation. Yeah. Exactly. And th- yeah. yeah. The most literally what I was doing yesterday in my session, my therapy Atman session. Brahman. Yeah. Atman is your own awareness, your own my, soul, <laughs> your own, own large self. <laughs> was it in the cat your room you were doing that? Your your Atman mm. I tried it, but... Brahman
1: it was funny, though, is because universe, after the, the second half was all meditation job. stuff, and yeah, have to pause it because then I'll was get the beer. Uh, It was funny, though, that they all... They were, like, trying to cuddle and all this stuff, and then as soon as I was going through that... I like opened my eyes after like the half hour, and they were all just like laying on their back, chilled out, just like all cute, and and, and and I was like, and I told my therapist that she's like, oh, she's like it happens all the time. She's like all the
2: animals in the room when you go through calming stuff, they just like absorb that and like do the yeah, same thing. The, it's you know? the energy matching exactly, right? which I would assume it happens with your dog, where it's like you don't yell at the dog because then the dog keeps right. yelling, and but if you just show. Yep. This is how we are right now. And kids, too, right? Exactly. It's like, this is how we are. Yep. Then they match you instead right. of you matching them.
1: Exactly. Which is, I mean, it is interesting because mirroring like that on an energetic level, emotional level, which all mean kind of the same thing. Yeah. That is such a, it's the most natural state of, of us living, of humans and living things, in, like any sort of sentient creature in general. Right. It, because that's how you learn everything is copying somebody
2: else, right? And so, or something else, well, or whatever. That's what my so. uncle would always say. He's like, if you want to do something good, or learn how to do, some, or you know, just whatever, get the gist without doing. He's like, Go unzip watch. my pants, yeah. Now start sucking. <laughs> uh, but he's like, no, watch someone who knows what they're doing. Exactly, yeah. And then just okay, like, oh, they're doing this. Like, why are they doing that? Right. Like when they're shifting gears yeah. or blocking in football or doing you know whatever yeah like why are they doing the things they're doing and then you can start to ask the question and then figure out oh yep i shouldn't just attack it this way like they're doing this so oh now that makes sense
1: yeah the the guy that runs my martial arts organization he has multiple huge articles that he's done symposiums and things on about a couple of which are about just simple footwork um in you know, European medieval Renaissance fighting and whatever, all even all the way back to Greek and Roman times, where you can look at fucking urns and whatever. Yeah. So, whether you're looking at actual fight literature artwork or period artwork, yeah. in organic <laughs> blood temper paints, uh, you mix a little egg in there, and it's it's yeah. like an egg with an egg. It's like an omelet, right, right, two right. egg omelet. Uh, <laughs> but party uh, protein. But he's literally in his presentation; he's showing hundreds, if not thousands, of images of all of these people fighting and their feet are either like this in kind of a 45 degree angle or they're open like this in like a 135 degree angle. And so his big point is all of my other smaller points aside, if you aren't looking like the images of people doing this from that time while you are training to do this, then you're not actually doing it. Right. You're making excuses and doing something else because of your physical fitness or your preference or the time you've invested in your particular style or with your particular group or whatever that's doing it wrong but you but he's like there is there is undeniable proof that if you simply just look like these images you're at least on your way to doing it the right way right right right. because that's all anything is. it's like hey look at these masterful people doing anything right whether it's yeah. wood carving or fighting or like you said sports whatever it's like yeah watch people that can actually do it don't right. learn from other fucking morons
2: right right that you're well, on the same level as you you know and and that is another classic phrase, which a lot of people I don't think know. So maybe yeah. it's not classic, <laughs> but uh, uh, practice doesn't make perfect, right? Practice, practice. <laughs> Practical practice, Magic is my yeah. favorite movie. That's what I love. <laughs> and slight, it's apparently.
1: like that like, uh, romantic comedy women witch movie or something I like think that. Where they like eat fudge or something, each other's and then, Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the fucking Sarah Michelle Gillard movie right, where she, they, bakes, like, and yeah, stuff she bakes. Yeah, she bakes like all the yeah. love potions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but pra- practice doesn't make perfect. Yeah. Practice makes permanent. Right. So whatever you keep doing doesn't mean you're going to be better. Just right. going to make it stick. Right. So you need to do it perfectly. Right. Yeah. To then perfect practice makes perfect.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Because it's it's funny. Like, and again, going back to the world, the world I'm in. Like, there's so many people that as it's gotten as this art has gotten more popular and known about and you know all of the primary source texts have been you know shared around on PDFs and everything um, there's so many people that which is great that are like hey I want to start doing this too right but instead of joining some organization with some expert in it that's running things yeah. has a set of standards has a curriculum of some kind they just go well me and this other dude are into it so we'll just start it and in, in six months, they're already to the point where if you tell them they're doing something wrong, fuck you. This is how I fucking learn. Lo- look right, right here on this one page. It's like, yeah, but look at these other 17 pages throughout right, another right. 300 years. And they're all showing it slightly this way instead. Right, right, and, right. and it's a kind of a key a thing. Refined, and, what, yeah. Yeah. and you're also looking at a source from the late 1200s where there isn't even really a good grasp of depth look right. at the same exact described movement from a 1500s where that right. you know art, you know uh, a page where the moves have evolved and the art has also right. evolved and the understanding of why it's it's right. a positive thing to do well, imagine, has evolved and they're like just like eh, fuck you and that's that dunning kruger syndrome where or the dunning kruger effect where the more I you tell a some... nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's uh uh yeah Richard Dunn and Kruger. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Dunn and Kruger effect. <laughs> God, this guy's boring. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's where you where you tell somebody they're doing something wrong, and it it's kind of like the conspiracy theory thing, and it somehow only keeps confirming that they're doing it more right than ever. Right, right. and it's it's a very narciss. It's a it's a narcissism uh, complex or yeah. a narcissism uh, personality disorder yeah. where they just can't. They refuse to accept that they could learn something from somebody else or something. Someone's better than them at it, and it's even when they're trying, the better person is trying to help them be better. Right, right. They just can't accept it, right, and it's just they're
2: like I'm the best. I got here. I live my life. Right. I'm still alive, so I'm right.
1: It's an insecurity thing where they're like, I've spent. I've had. I've had a lot of people come to my my study group and just and they're they're part of the larger kind of they're they're part of all these other huge organizations that are doing what I just described, which is let's just get together and do it and no citizen st- and whatever. And so and they'll they'll come to my group and go, hey, I wanted to like come to you because you guys are an Arma and you guys do like the real stuff. And then I'm like and they'll they'll like message me on meetup or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not really why like like if you are actually like wanting to learn the real thing instead of the sport thing, that's fine. But I'm not here to just give you pointers so you can win your tournament or something. Right. And people get have gotten really pissed off at that, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I, well, I'm also like, I'm also doing this for free, assholes right. or whatever. But it's just this weird like this my vibe. There's such, there's <laughs> such a there's such a weird ego evolve with any sort of skill, um, like that. Well, and usually athletic skill is a huge thing because I think a lot of guys see it as like, oh, you're you're insulting my manhood or masculinity well, I mean, or yeah, I I don't just know, my ability to win. It, yeah, exactly. Right. And that's yeah. yeah. So anyway, let me get the beer. Hold on. All right. Get
2: the.
0: Beer.
2: While Joey's getting beer, uh, Mr. Targ here still has his hand out, whipped up and out. Uh, it's tough to
1: resist one of them spicy pickles again.
2: Well, you can grab, you can just bring the jug out if you want. The uh, tub jug. And just shove that in there. It's a crawler and some other cans go to the stack. I'm a, I am actually been meaning to post like... Uh, Maybe I'll do that after. Be like, "Hey, let's see your stacks." Because oh. someone else to "Like, I have a stack just like that. I have a stack like oh, yeah. of all your dumb uh, the pack, four like, tops. four pack holders." Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll
1: do that after. Uh... Those things are pretty genius, though. Like the fact that they're so proliferated at every brewery now, and they're not yeah. going to like kill a turtle. You well, know, like...
2: the problem is the type of plastic. Like, mm. I don't know if that's a biodegradable plastic. So some people try mm. and do a paper, like cardboard, like kind of a oh, McDonald's, like uh, yes, yeah, yeah tray for drinks yeah but yeah that like a, yeah, i mean like that's a, half the reason i keep them is because like i'm like i don't know if i can recycle these the, the, but it is nice because you can technically recycle them because if i go to a party i can put four beers in that right, and right. use it at least yeah
1: yeah they don't uh, seem to ever get old or lose their i mean it's not like you've used the same okay. one a thousand times i'm sure right. they would eventually but they don't lose their snappiness to the yeah. the tops you know right 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 so
2: maybe i'll uh move some of that shouldn't take a picture and say let's yeah. see them stacks here you probably got more hanging around too right uh, probably, I mean, I do use them and then t- use them and lose them, take them to a yeah. party or something. Yeah. I, make, uh, uh, I make pillows for the homeless out of mine, exactly. too. It yeah, takes yeah. about 400 per <laughs> pillow. But That's my new face mask right there. Just <laughs> my eyes and nose fit right perfectly through it. So. Uh, okay, so let's get back to Mr. Targus here. So, teaching. The basic
3: Vedic teaching, a thousand years before Buddha, is that there was no difference between who you are in your own awareness and the greater universe. The obvious, I'm sure you immediately catch up, oh, This is a very non-local teaching. There's no separation between your awareness and the entire physical and non-physical universe. Erwin Schrödinger, who cat, there you go, is the man who perfected quantum mechanics. Mechanics. In the 1920s, <laughs> and then went on to invent the de- the idea of genetic code in the 1940s. Oh, so Schrödinger <laughs> is one of my heroes. One of the obvious, the smartest men of the 20th century said that the idea of Atman equal Brahman is the most profound of all metaphysical teachings because it summarizes in three words the basic spiritual teachings of uh, most most of spirituality, the idea that we reside as bodies. That is, we we recognize that there is awareness residing as a physical body, but that physical body is not who we are. As we can tell, all, all the remote viewers here know that they're not physical bodies because you sit here and your awareness is able to travel anywhere you want. Can travel out to the lighthouse on Atlantic Avenue. Your physical body is still sitting in the chair. Your awareness can travel to the lighthouse, can travel to the future. The work travel of that Stephen Schwartz. Fucking has done, blackjack table at Atlantic City. The <laughs> travel to the past.
2: Throw down a twine. The There's no doubt the was
3: that our awareness is jewel, not tied <laughs> to our physical body. Sorry. Uh, There's a hundred years now of published, refereed science. <laughs> <scientific> Israeli <data, laughs> freedom fighter, <laughs> I guess we and have to say that. Many now. of you have had that experience. Sure, There's no there. doubt <laughs> that our awareness is independent of our physical body. So it, what it shows is that the idea of the religion of materialism is basically bankrupt. doesn't make any sense. Doesn't, if, we're a science, if we're science-minded people, that idea simply doesn't make any sense, because we obviously have an awareness that is independent of the physical body. And one of the goals of the ancient metaphysical teachings is to have you discover some way to have that experience. And that's a teaching of Atman equal Brahman. Now, in the Buddhist teachings, one of the, the so Buddha came perhaps a uh, thousand years after the early Vedic teachings. Buddha taught, Buddha was the he did not ask you to believe just, anything. Slinging shade all over everyone all the time,
1: making fun of them um, uh, Yo he left Mama his Jones. Right. Sat in the Constantly
3: disrespecting uh, him. He looked around Duh. and said, My observation <laughs> is Boo. that Duh. in the world there is suffering. <laughs> Nobody disagreed with that. He said, as I look around, um, there is suffering and in general people don't like that. Yeah. He said, Seems right to me. <laughs> He said, as I look around and eyes. study the situation, there is suffering and people don't like it, and it's unnecessary. And everyone said, tell me more. <laughs> tell and me more, tell me the teaching that he more. had is really very straightforward. You're all quite familiar with that. And that <laughs> Not is, a big cock, uh, does he have a cock? We create suffering <laughs> by our thoughts. We, create, we, give, uh, we give meaning to things that happen to us. That is basically... We sit there, something happens, and then we assign a meaning to it. And this is just like one of the things we do to interfere with our remote viewing. Same phenomenology, you see a picture, you say, aha, that looks like Macy's. Yes. Whereas actually, all you saw was a curve in space. What Buddha taught is that we give meaning to things that happen to us. And from that meaning, we create a kind oh, of cage. He's talking about abstraction. And when, okay. we then paint ourselves into the corner of that cage based on the meaning that we've assigned to things. And when, we then suffer the claustrophobia and suffocation and suffering from the meanings that we assign. Now, in contemporary teaching, The Course in Miracles says we give all the meaning there is to everything we experience. Okay. And that yeah. seems to me an obviously true syllogistic kind of argument it's obvious that we give all the meaning there is to what we experience the contrary idea is that things occur somebody says something to me and that has intrinsic meaning well we know that that's not true he said something based on his experience i can then decide whether i it's as though i collect blue chip stamps and somebody hands me a uh, a red chip insult And I can decide I don't have any place to paste that insult. I give back to him.
2: The fuck is it, I don't he have talking? to collect
3: any insult that's handed to me. I have an opportunity to experience what's happening in the physical universe, and then I have the opportunity to give meaning for it, okay. meaning to that. The suffering. That we experience is very largely is it the weird? creation no one stamps really of our own mm. awareness, the creation of our own really uh, yeah. prejudice.
2: Well, I mean, I feel like it was definitely it was such a cliche for so long. Yeah. Is that
3: there is really no collector. separation yeah. in awareness? Yeah, so yeah, that was like the classic the before
1: video games. That was religion. like the nerd
3: thing, right? Right.
1: And I remember they're collecting the stamps with this pocket said, protector. Right. Being a Vedantist,
3: <laughs> he said that consciousness is a singular of which there is no plural. The appearance of many consciousness is an optical illusion as though we're in a hall of mirrors. And this is the Buddhist teaching as you read the the Prajnaparamita, which is the collection of Buddhist teachings, every page contains the idea that there is no separation in consciousness. The universal Buddhist teaching is that we are one in consciousness and therefore we should be compassionate because every gift you give, every act of compassion that you provide to the world, you participate in. It's obvious that we should be compassionate because there's only one of us here. So there's a universal Buddhist teaching, and people who look at that <laughs> find that it has a kind of mathematical simplicity. Hottest, it's not you know. clear why <laughs> anyone Ready would disagree with that. It's not asking you to bow down before a golden statue of Buddha. But it's as though that'd
2: be the nice. Buddhists
3: and the people who followed present a kind of
1: Port geometry belly. of
3: consciousness. <laughs> they have a dynamic that makes fundamental sense. After Buddha, there were a number of other teachers who were of great interest to me. They're uh, the kind of Buddhist, Buddhism that I'm studying called Dzogchen Buddhism that's interested in not so much the release of co- of Come. Suffering, right. <laughs> but rather the expansion of consciousness. In 800 A.D., Padmasambhava, who's a Indian, went carried Buddhist teachings to Tibet. He didn't have to, to say Tibet. that. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, Padmasambhava <laughs> is a great hero. He in in well, a I sense, who Tibetan Buddhism. Swiss there was no Buddhism <laughs> in Tibet before Padmasambhava came to Tibet, and what he taught is that along with the idea that we give all the meaning there is to what we experience, that our lives are controlled by our conditioned awareness. And he talks about the necessity for recognizing our conditioning, that we've all been betrayed, we've all suffered, we've all been hurt. Everybody's experienced suffering, betrayal, hurt, religious teachings, bad parents, nasty children, crazy bosses. We, we've all, okay. I, I will find some way you had to deal with some crazy person who's conditioned you to recognize that particular kind of craziness, because that's what we've all experienced. And that can condition every subsequent thing we experience and is a source of suffering and creates a prison in which we live unless we can learn to recognize that and not participate in that prison. where the Dzogchen Buddhisms talk about is that we live in a prison of conditioning, but as we begin to wake up, it's not that we escape from the prison, but we discover that it doesn't exist. So it's a very liberating teaching. And the idea is that you trade this conditioned awareness, which is a source of suffering, you trade that for naked awareness, experiencing mm, things as they yeah, are, It goes back to in those guys in Ingo's terminology, Ingo Swann's terminology. Computers. They want to
1: achieve naked awareness. get rid of
3: the analytical <laughs> overlay, we all live in a world of yeah, analytical just leave, overlay, uh, where we clothing, assign meaning okay. to what <laughs> we is experience. This is a closed viewing. Don't worry. <laughs> <influences our experiencing. laughs> and the fact that we assign those meanings prevents us from experiencing our lives. That our conditioned awareness is of the form. We are worried and guilty about what's happened in the past, and we're frightened about messy what's going to happen messy in the future. as a result <laughs> of that, dreams, we never sticky get to the present. And <laughs> no, that's suffering men. We live <laughs> in continuous anxiety and never get to participate in what we're doing. So what my new friend Padmasambhava oh, is talking about, he's talking about off self-liberation off of <laughs> through seeing with naked there. awareness. <laughs> Naked awareness mm. is what we strive for oh, a when we <laughs> overcome what Dale Graf called naming and guessing together with uh, the other analysis, analysis yeah. <laughs> memory and imagination. That interferes with the B32. <laughs> All of these things are kinds of analysis that we do I'm on a our. A sad experience. lady looking yeah. We I analyze what Can't be 32 anymore. I'll never be 32 again. We imagine uh, how it corresponds to something that happened in the past. Tits used to be, to be six in inches higher on my <laughs> chest.
2: We have memories yeah, of memory. Yeah, my tits are, are where Russell's belt are. Us <laughs> belt are. Remind us of
3: them. Belt are. Russell will Narf on the garth. What Ingle calls analytical overlay, <laughs> and the Buddhist call, the Dzogchen Buddhists call, conditioned awareness. It's a cause of suffering and it is a necessary interfering factor with remote viewing. It cannot help but interfere with remote viewing. Naked awareness is experiencing what's happening without, condi- without that conditioning. And the goal of this is to move from naked awareness to what the Dzogchen Buddhists call Close. is timeless experience, timeless awareness where you are freed from this plane of awareness, which is what you do, where you reside in a peaceful, loving space, you're experiencing precognition, you're healing the sick, you're diagnosing illnesses, and you are unbounded by the limitation of ordinary physicality and suffering. You found a way to release yourself from this kind of analytical overlay.
2: Art Vandale. What
3: <laughs> Sambhava teaches, is that it's critical to overcome this conditioned awareness. He said that you must overcome conditioned awareness if you're even going to hear the words, happy life.
2: Shampooed awareness. Hear that, <laughs> happy says, ending it says, life. <laughs> <it's like
3: laughs> the very first thing you have to do is to recognize the extent to which your past experience is coloring and determining your present experience and find a way to free yourself from that and the reason Did I'm dwelling on that Ugh. is because it's exactly what you have to do in order to do I've remote Been burping feeling. most of this that time. There is no difference uh,
2: well, that's the first one that quaffed. That, that is analytical
3: over overlay, as described by Ingo, is exactly the same can as these ancient buttlet. Buddhists oh, and Hindus. That's <laughs> more uh, talk, okay about content. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> the great teacher of the past, <laughs> Patanjali. Was only a hundred years after Buddha.
1: Art Patanjali
3: said that yeah, union s- with God. Stay at is mind home. Mind I'm shift gay at home. <laughs> if you can just find a way. I'm the very gay first the line world, of yeah. the Sutras of Patanjali. In the WFH Another world. great book written two thousand years ago that's still in print, uh, called How to Know God by Patanjali, the Sutras of Patanjali. The first line of the Sutras of Patanjali. That is just is Uncle Patanjali. Is mind waves <laughs> quieting. Yeah, I got They're a chap here. Going jab to experience God. <laughs> You've got to move to South Carolina. <laughs> and what Petangelo. he said is that as you stop the chatter, you will find that you are looking <laughs> into the distance, Petangelo. looking into the future, healing uh, the sick, and diagnosing
1: illnesses. But what he didn't realize course, was you don't Uncle Patangelo passed away phenomenon. about uh, 17, There are many
3: paths ago. you can take Which,
1: that are in the you know general area went to school of school we with call self that was uh, my great my great uncle Buddhist, is different Bala, than my same age uncles Chapa, from my grandmother's second marriage uh who are potenzo writer. and picarla He's right, the one right. Most <laughs> and does. yes that's my experience Potenza and Picarlo reading went to the same school as Pumi. They are written in Pame. such a way
3: as to present <laughs> right. a new experience <laughs> of consciousness. And some other group knew them. The oh, a bunch the of people do. Right, right, right. My uncle Picarlo reality. is uh, Very, very magical. <laughs> Who I, I might have told <laughs> right. you like they married say, a girl.
1: Uh, um,
3: Long Champas
1: Long chompas. Uh, <laughs> you know, when the steak's a little overly yeah. cooked, yeah. You know, long chompas. <laughs> we <We're> really <laughs> run our hungry and just need to chomp it down. Yeah, beef jerky, long chompas. Uh, no, my uncle married a girl that was in my grade, like, all throughout, since kindergarten, basically. Right. And, like, I came to Christmas one year, and she opened the door. This was 10, 15 years ago at this point. I was like, "What?" And she's like, she's like, "Oh, I'm dating. Like, we weren't close friends, but we right, were always knew like, each other, yeah. basically." And uh I guess they divorced last year <laughs> because she finally learned he's a fucking Cheater. scumbag, scumbag. I, I don't know if he cheated, but he's just a total asshole. Just a total misogynistic classic like a literally a Mussolini-style Italian guy. Hmm. Like just so so fucking so much machismo and and weird insecure masculinity mm-hmm. and raised by hmm. an old Italian right. lady
2: who Grandma. yeah.
1: You know is the your matri- grandma then right yes is the matriarch
2: but also is super weak and your grandma didn't go to your wedding she did oh she did mm-hmm. did it? fuck I don't remember seeing her
1: uh no, it's fine she's she's a looks like a tomato but uh <laughs> she uh no she was there she gave me she gave me a good chunk of dough mm. but in the card <laughs> oh I remember so- she I, I wrote she saying, like wrote you something. know your father's the nicest man in the world so this is grandma Trump. Uh, <laughs> china like, your, fa- <laughs> your father's the nicest man in the world and as for me don't believe what people say about me which means my mother right. who she was a cunt to who my grandmother was a cunt too because yeah, my parents yeah, like yeah. started dating when my mom was 16 15 or something got married when she was 18 and uh but yeah anyway um yeah. but uh you know she gave me she gave me, like, five hundo, something like that. Nice. Not, uh, nice. I'm not not depositing it. at.
2: <laughs> I'm not even mad about it. So you know, know. whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> mad about a lot of things, but not about that. <laughs> you know, I'm mad at Dorito pizza, but this one. Yeah, that's, fine. You know, that's
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eats that. It says that the experiences you will have in this path of expanded awareness are magical, limitless, and, and ineffable. And we physicists always get in trouble when we start to F them, because because that doesn't work within our prevailing ontology.
2: I bend them over and
3: F them. these ancient masters, these (laughs) Dharma masters, completely understood the phenomenology of what we're trying to do here. This remote viewing is embedded in the Dzogchen teachings, that they understood it. They knew what the problems were. They understood mental noise that interferes with psychic functioning uh, they understood why it interferes and they understood how to get rid of it so i think with that i will show you some of the slides hmm. so if we could dim the lights
2: oh dude this guys wearing
3: ref- this
1: oh no that's a swan illustrating condition like a beach awareness. with a rock but then a it's a picture space above it yeah, there's many layers in
3: cosmic egg this is the eggshell of conditioned oh. awareness Okay. Or analytical overlay. Oh, the where eggs we're cracked in, in that space. obstructed okay. and occluded from seeing what's really available. And in the
1: crack is like the galactic
3: so truth. So what we, we want to do all. is as ocean <laughs> is true in the crack. Where he <laughs> <did>. <laughs> lives, the galactic truth. There is a uh, swirl at the center from of that from crack. How
1: <laughs> oh, he to does this point? Area in, oh, of
3: timeless existence. That's a that's a pre programmed pointer. A lot of your time, experiencing spaciousness. See, when I talk about uh, these, these Buddhist running. teachings as oh. not that concerned with suffering, the Dzogchen Buddhists have assumed that you've taken care of the things that used to cause you suffering. it's crazy you that it was in 2008, HDTVs were pretty prevalent, You're and they no still shot
1: this in 4x3 standard right. definition, right. So right. which them, make makes it, it makes look so much more old and in a VHS a era. era.
3: Well, again, the, the blue, the fake plants, rather than where we tend to live normally. So it's, uh, whereas Mahayana Buddhism, the middle path, gave rise to the Bodhisattvas, who are the compassionate, oh, the, the Mother Teresas, the people of compassion mm-hmm. for the world, which I obviously admire and strongly the support. Patrick <laughs> the Patrick
4: Toise.
3: The Mahayana Buddhists Perhaps are hearts and uh, Buddhists <laughs> can be Bodhisattva, helpful, dedicated people, but it's a trajectory of spaciousness and timeless awareness that provides nourishment for the mind as well as for the heart. So it has a different objective. That is, for me, the the mantra or the idea of Dzogchen Buddhism is spaciousness and timeless awareness. And Ingo has depicted that very well here. His painting is really an inspiration (laughs) for me ...to climb out of this cloudy region of conditioning into the region of spaciousness. Of shampooing. That's the metaphor that this has for me. This is one of the first
2: blurry photo.
3: remote viewing experiments that... that there's an RV. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's yeah, two images, Price. target and RV drawing. <laughs> oh, because they're trying remote viewing. Oh, so it's like, here's the target. I forgot, because <laughs> <criminals laughs> they talk about that in Psychic, <laughs> As or the, the Third
3: Eye Spy. And many pictures I'm going to show you here represent kind of movies, psychic. Yes. So they would have the target, the and oh. then the remote viewer would have to draw For many years. In these cases, uh, someone would stay in the laboratory with the psychic de jour, mm. whoever that was, whether it's a government the scientist, the <laughs> SRI <laughs> scientist, that congressman, <laughs> I think I'll have that. policeman, whoever it was. Uh, Since I you you've probably caught on that my vision is very poor, so I don't drive. So (laughs) in all of this decade of work, I was a stay-at-home person. Hmm. It's as though the CIA provided a teaching trajectory for me, where I got to sit in the dark for ten years with my eyes shut. (laughs) So somehow I was a psychic spy for the CIA and found God. Most. (laughs) (laughs) Most people have a different spiritual path, <laughs> uh, but, but this one worked for me. Because what I learned to do is help many hundreds of people get in touch with the part of themselves that's psychic. So that, that was my path to share experiences with these people. So as I sat with Pat Price in our electrically shielded room, Hal and our contract mon- monitor, went to uh, Rinconata Park. So what uh, Price described as a round pool, it's 100 feet in diameter, he said, a rectangular body of water that's, uh, whatever it is, 86 by 75, and he drew this little rectangular building, and he said, Mm. that's what I see. There's two pools of water in a building. Hal then came back from where he had been hiding which is a swimming pool complex. The pool is actually 110 feet in diameter. The other one is 75 by 100, and there is a little building there. So Price sat back, closed his eyes, polished his glasses, and described wow. this place five miles away to about 90% accuracy, and made a little architectural sketch. Right. So they're tying into where the person amazing. is,
2: not the- and. The we place. were concerned, this, of yes, course. Exactly. So they're that like, Price I'm tapping into where that this person is. Right. He
3: says it's a water purification plant. And we were happy to say, well, this <laughs> is analytical overlay. Price was experienced in the building trade, and his analysis of this watery place led him to think of a water purification plant. And as Hal mentioned, that was our story until five years ago when Palo Alto had its centenary at which point I got a picture book showing Rinconada Park 50 years ago when it was a water purification plant. And the tallest thing in the city of Palo Alto were these two water towers just where Price had put them. Yeah, they talked
2: about that in Third Eye so oh, it's a miss, but then actually it's right because be back in the here. day it actually lines the up. The
3: observable is that Price moved his awareness
2: back in time
3: five miles down Rinconada Road to describe this randomly chosen hiding place for our contract monitor. And then he moved his awareness 50 years back up the timeline to describe the most interesting thing that was there. So we learned from that that we have to ask our remote viewers, describe what the, where the people are hiding, and tell us what it looks like right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, not when. you want to crack that West Coast The or... most famous sure. experiment that we did with I'm going I'm to actually just overall pause because i got to pee. And we back, baby. Kay. Mr. Targus, still going. <laughs> <laughs> that was Steve, not
1: Russell. And it's good for probably a decade <laughs> of funding.
3: <laughs> uh, the CIA, Hal and I went to the CIA for funding, since we were constantly looking it like for He looks like he eats funding. a lot of fish. Uh, yeah. And Pickled. John McMahon, yeah. who's the courageous head of intelligence at CIA, Said, you guys are wasting your time looking at churches and swimming pools in Palo Alto. We have places that really need a description. You got to look at I Zuckerberg's will send you place out there. Agent with coordinates and see if you can describe and, what's uh, there. It Asian, it Asian is. wife of And <laughs> I was the say, he's CIA got a man whole up Chinese wife. <laughs> coordinates. I went up to a shielded China. room with China. Price.
1: I don't think it's and it's hell described twice. It <laughs> it's from China.
3: closed his China. eyes and said, "I see some kind of complex full of buildings." As I lay on top of one of them in the sunshine, I see oh, yeah. a giant crane rolling back and, and forth a thing over where my, like, my body. This crane, <laughs> this crane is, that is so big. It's from China. It's like, well, you're from your mother's vagina, we still on call on you Carol. <laughs> and he made this little drawing. He had opened his eyes. Whoa. We took this to the CIA man. They're showing remote viewing drawing, drawing, and I'm like, like it looks like the remote viewer is like a fucking course.
1: architect or and someone that, like, does drafting or the right something, because they're drawing perfectly with, like, rulers. And, well, there. it's probably someone,
2: like, course, a police sketch, like, like, I'm describing all this and then they draw. Oh, so you're
3: really not telling me anything that I didn't know. This is one of the hazards of doing experiments that you'd like to be verified. Because most of the ones
2: they show are just, like, janky-ass, like, squares. They say verify, and
3: they say you haven't provided any new intelligence... If they don't verify it, they say, how do we know you're right? So it's a classic double bind kind of a double bind, not a double blind. <laughs> so he said, Well, what are they doing inside this building? So Price went back and closed his eyes and described the fabrication of a large metal sphere that's being welded together. He said the sphere is 60 feet in diameter. <laughs> a thick metal. Thick. And Um, A year after that, Price unfortunately died and two years later satellite photography showed a giant steel sphere being rolled out of this building and Aviation Week said that the sphere was probably part of a particle beam weapon designed to shoot down the satellites that were taking these pictures. (laughs) So as a result of (laughs) that great success, Hal and I got to be The subject of a congressional investigation. So we got to stand in the well of the House of Representatives. (laughs) This is our last esteemed president got to and our opportunity was to defend our program to see if there was any security leak that could have given us this information which no one in the Western world had at the time that we provided it to the CIA. Of course no security leak was found. Our contract monitors supported our work and told us to press on, which we did for another SMD. decade. This like was a success story. <laughs> we were looking to see the effects of increasing distance. So this is an experiment where someone just started
4: up a real
1: that. <laughs> <room> <SRI.
3: laughs> uh Hal has gone to South America and Pat Price is the viewer. We're trying to describe each day where hell has gone, and we're getting no feedback. So each day, Price will say some South American kind of thing. He'll say, Hell's at the marketplace. Hell's at the volcano. Uh, hell, hell's if I know. The <laughs> hell's in a big church. And the next day, Price didn't show up. So we're, and of course, we're getting no feedback, but this is an important, expensive experiment. So in the spirit that the show must go on, uh, I'd been sitting with Price now for several weeks doing experiments. I understood what he was doing. He closes his eyes and describes what he sees. I had the idea that I'd probably been doing that for years.
2: (laughs) Trying to suck myself out. So I closed my
3: eyes and just said, this is an experiment. And Half-Life isn't here. Just experimental. Uh, What I see is an airport with ocean at the end of the runway, hmm. a hangar on the left, grass and sand on the right, put a date there, and drew the oh, picture. Better. That was it. Okay. It took five minutes. It was my first remote viewing. So when I, I know that, no offense, but I know <laughs> that uh, there <laughs> These are, people are lesser. <laughs> take in remote viewing. They charge thousands of dollars and go on and on for long periods of time. My opinion is that if any of you who is interested in learning remote viewing, if you will find a friend and play this hide-and-go-seek game hmm. or do something like this by hiding a small object in a bag, you will be astonished at how easy this is to do. Hmm. The re- when Hal and I started, there were no remote viewing sites on the internet. In fact, there was no internet. <laughs> Good reason. <laughs> 20 years later, there's 115,000 remote viewing sites. Uh, The reason there's 100,000 remote viewing sites is that remote viewing is really quite easy to do, and people all over the world are discovering that they can do it and are teaching their friends. So when Hal came back from South America, he had indeed taken a side trip. He'd gone to an <laughs> island off the coast of Colombia. Oh, wow! I got some lady and boys. This was <laughs> the airport at San <laughs> that is pretty Andreas cool. This was a big was one. It was, yeah. At the time, picture looks just like it. Drawing. And judges had no trouble matching that at all. I mean, the very good news here is that even a scientist can have psychic ability if the necessity level is high enough. <laughs> Now, with this picture, I'm finally let out of the box, and I'm traveling across the U.S. to different places. And in New Orleans, and chose a now. target site by throwing a die on the pavement. Uh, I know James Spottiswood won't think that that's an ideal
2: way of choosing Everyone targets, in the audience they paint to is like a over the picture age of yeah, a dozen Yeah, like, places there's in it, not a single person. And I just threw minimally. a die yeah. to
3: choose a place to go and wound up with the New Orleans Superdome, which I thought was a pretty good target. Meanwhile, Gary Langford, another another SRI physicist, was the viewer. Uh, Langford had not been an experienced remote viewer, but he was using his psychic abilities as a photo analyst to look at grainy pictures for the intelligence community at SRI and describe what was inside buildings that were represented by a single grain of photographic emotion. What? So Langford turned out to be an extremely valuable photo interpreter because he could dry, d- describe things way beyond what could be what was there. So he heard it's about a single our work. Grain so of I think emotional I've been doing that for years. Uh, sure. And in an experiment, uh, I stood out here at the New Orleans Superdome.
1: He has almost buck teeth. Yeah.
3: What uh, Ingo would call telepathic overlay. My contribution was to stand here and be a beacon person, saying to my tape recorder, I'm at the New Orleans Superdome, which looks to me nothing so much as like a great flying saucer shining in the noonday sun. Now how related the problem that that created, Gary is sitting in his screen room talking to the monitor, and so yeah, don't I don't know how to Walmart. go forward <laughs> here. I close my eyes, and all I see is this damn UFO. <laughs> do, do you think Russell's been abducted? <laughs> and the interviewer said, "Just, just describe what you see, which is our shibboleth. That's all we. There are only two things you can say to an, two or three things you can say to a remote viewer. In general, <laughs> the first thing you say is, tell me more.'" About whatever it tell is you just more, told tell me. me more. The other <laughs> like thing you can he say have is, comment? "What are you experiencing that makes you say what you've just said?" Th- those are basically the two non-directive things that you can always say to a remote viewer. They tell me more, and what are you experiencing that makes you say that? Because you're asking them to describe their mental pictures. Since only they know what their pictures are, they can't be wrong in that regard. So you can always encourage the viewer, just tell me about your pictures. You can't be wrong. Only you know what your pictures are. Just describe them. Yes, you idiot. The phenomenology will take care of itself. I'm going to show you three pictures by Joe McMonagall. This is the Stanford Art Museum, Joe McMoneagle's very first remote viewing, sitting with me in the laboratory. He described this building. As you see here, Hal, described, Hal told you about this experiment. Joe drew a number of different things around the edge and said that it's basically this building. Joe was the first of these six army officers that we worked with from Fort Meade. I'm eager to show you two other pictures of his, because in the work that J.B. Ryan had done at Duke University, people always got worse, so the decline effect, because people were bored by seeing circle squares and stars. And because they always knew what the target was, there was a kind of extinction from analytical overlay. So J.B. Ryan found that people inevitably declined. It's as though Ryan found a way to extinguish ESP in the laboratory, which was not at all what he was trying to do. It's
1: insane to think that some of those people in the audience might have the original iPhone they're looking at. (laughs) Like, uh, in this case, it
3: yeah. uh, looks like May a very analog audience, but oh, yeah.
1: technically 2008, 2007 Joe was, was when it was released. Right. I mean, it looks like Razor Nation. Yeah. I
3: said, I'm going to visit two places, <laughs> one at 10 o'clock, one at noon, and then I'll come back. Or the construction quality phones going, that were
1: at the time, where they're like kind of the, of the I talking age phone with the belt clip. Where you at,
3: dog? Yeah. <laughs> the first drawing Joe made, I show at the bottom here. He said Hmm. the person has gone to the six story T-shaped building covered with glass. Down to
1: the line of trees and all that stuff too. Mm -hmm.
3: Where he had actually gone is this. So you saw a decent chunk of these in Third Eye Spies
1: too. You see some
3: of these, yeah. Lawrence Livermore. That seems like seemed like the first, you know.
1: The trailer that we saw seemed much more dramatic. Much more like the so um, Lou Elizondo show, the fucking... Uh, yeah, a, yeah, 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 Like that. Uh, like, they get into the next that, place but... Because uh, uh, he talks to this, like, very farm, liney British guy who has fucked up teeth and
2: won a uh, uh, Nobel said, Prize or hills, something but can't always talk about everything.
3: Part of an electrical grid, something is rotating on the top and I can't see what it is. And again, Joe's picture greatly But it is much more produced. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's all I meant, yeah.
3: So ten years later... Joe has become even more capable hey, Joe. than he was at the <laughs> outset, no <laughs> decline here
1: the level of we were
3: mint asked to chip find a ice cream <laughs> he could not only discover and but
1: uh, psychically and sniff want,
3: out, uh, wanted to find uh, out how an ironically
1: would do. was a boon to our research but also cause his
2: death from obesity and <laughs> <magazine> where they found <laughs> places that still call it thrifty and not, not done just ride <laughs> <like this
3: before. laughs> and, and the distance from which you move from Joe but still connect because his my fat reaches Gron. you
2: from <laughs> his
3: 800 pounds <laughs> <the Caldest laughs> three thousand miles away It was important for me. Another SC place, but in Southern down Carolina
2: down <laughs> instead of <laughs> <we'd> Southern <never laughs> done California.
3: we <remote> never <laughs> them what do. the like the saddest psychic feel. Was like I, I can just like smell mint chip, and it cuts to my dad. He's out watching some Steven Seagal movie,
2: But still the thrifty style cut. Like toned, <laughs> yeah. the cylindrical of ice cream, ice cream. Ten Ten years scoop later, yeah. which my brother got one. With oh, Bella, yeah,
1: dunks it in that warm water. Oh, you got it. <laughs> that is, I we, we should bring that to Cham next time. Our own scooper. <laughs>
3: all do change the That's what so, I hope
1: Cham's of Gold does not close. So one of the it is a there are for take sure not paying only. Yeah, was
3: the Berkeley Can I get an all you can eat delivery? University of California.
2: No, just keep delivering as I ask for it. I mean, they should be able to sell the pounded meat. True. The, meat to like, close the drive the free yeah. drain
3: What this looks like is oh. some kind of belly-button-shaped energy expander. Oh, God. The <laughs> belly sounds disgusting. It's yeah. <laughs> <That's> a phrase <laughs> I never thought I would hear. <laughs> I
1: get a belly-button-shaped energy expander here. Snacks. nice. You asking for my asshole, sir? What else would I be asking Your actual belly button? Come on.
2: I know your belly so expanding even, with all that big chip, but so
3: come on. <laughs> Fat is technically energy, so it is a belly button energy expansion. Yeah. You can see it's even more complicated if <laughs> you look at the aerial photograph. She then yeah, said, shit. "Let me make a play model of this thing, as Ingo was doing." And again, you can it is interesting that he took the better
1: part of an hour so again, to introduce what seems example. like a pretty rapt audience in Hello's general. Like, they seem person, like they're there for this. No so to introduce, I mean, it's program, cool, like, it's cool to have a scientist be viewing.
3: very so I, naturally metaphysical as opposed to, to only of these physical science scientists. Yeah. Um, but it almost seemed like he could have
1: cut to a lot of this stuff or cut that down the first part of 10 minutes or so
3: to participate in this expanded awareness and uh, make use of spaciousness. So these things are available to you, pieces available. I invite you to follow this path and find happiness. What is this it? An no, because I was going
2: to say there's, 40, there's a half much. an hour left.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe there's question. questions. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, I guess they finally proved the audience is there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fading out. What the fuck? Okay. Well let's see where this goes. Now this is a it's on the screen is Experiments with Yuri Geller.
5: Stanford Research Institute has been conducting an experimental <laughs> program in the field of psychoenergetic energetics research into Menlo okay. Park? we do not seek Future only to add to a catalog compound? of
2: interesting events 72
5: rather the purpose is to apply objective scientific <laughs> analysis in the study mm. of these reported phenomena
2: Harold Putoff and I've been Tark. for weeks since I watched that the third eye been in my mind kind of or verbally like you do where it's like Russell, the Tark. <laughs> Russell Tark <laughs> Russell Tark <laughs> week in investigation fuckenberg.
5: conducted at Stanford Research Institute with Uri Geller a it's young Israeli. It's crazy that
2: back in the day it the couldn't hold study like we yeah, it, it. was on, on the, the field we like, were weird, like. Yeah cuz the Each projector around
5: it's been taken from film and made wheel during actual experiments in wheel Nothing has been but even movies like aren't like jittery created. like the text. Is. It is not the purpose of the film. Yeah. Right, right, because you you don't notice the jitteriness
2: when a uh, scene is moving, because yeah. your
5: whole life is seeing with him from your uh, your walking state situation. and the, you
1: ignore the bob of the walk and all that.
5: This oh. is Uri Geller. One of the in. types of demonstrations that
1: But this is, is, but up. This is the, the Uri Geller is the spoon bending guy who has proven to be a charlatan, though, at least for the spoon bending stuff, Right. He looks like um, Armin Whitesman, <laughs> from the UCB with guy. Gellar, oh, he's a guy that talks like Mitchell. that. Like, he's on like Doblies and all those covered, shows. But... Is, trying is,
5: also, Spade, is trying to pick up the number that Geller is sending. Also, we see Wilbur Franklin. That is funny that we're talking about Practical Carol Magic, starring
1: Sarah Michelle Geller. FRI yeah. Along yeah. With <laughs> oh, there's oh there's there he is. Oh, wow. He's a full President Revenge of the Nerds guy. He stole some panties, in
5: not he? He looks like Poindexter in that movie. Shueck is successful in picking up go. the oh, yeah.
3: number. Of course,
5: this
1: yeah. is not a laboratory man <laughs> with a pipe yeah. just like... Yeah. Classic
2: madman-looking dude. Control. I was going to say, Walt Disney-looking yeah. motherfucker.
3: <laughs>
5: Here we show a series of experiments where previously... Yeah. It's <laughs> <just> crazy that <laughs> back in the day you had to wear like, slacks and a fucking tie. Yeah. For which none Could of the experimenters had a combination. <laughs> it took signatures of both the key researchers to remove a drawing at random from the collection in the safe. One of the researchers would then, in this case, Targ, look at the drawing outside the experimental room, reseal the envelope, enter the experimental room, whence a Geller's problem. task was to draw what he perceived in the envelope.
2: A square this with is a Geller's representation of what he
5: believed was sealed in the envelope. At no time during the no. like envelope did he I've have I've never any seen a guy switch from on to envelope,
1: material. envelope to envelope. As far before.
5: as he is concerned, these could be drawings of any kind, whether a design or a representational picture.
2: Huh.
1: In fact,
2: this so it is, is a square square a close, yeah. so the square with a triangle with the infinity sign, mm. which is so two circles. Yeah,
1: instead of a circle, it's the infinity
2: sign, but other than that it's the same. Still very close. Yeah. Guy who looks like he's about to fall asleep all the Here, time. Here, the
5: experiment is repeated. This time, with as <laughs> off time. as a sender.
2: Just yeah, he's got those
5: kind of frog eyes for like, All sleepy. The activity is of no sleepy. significance in the experiment. <laughs> Additionally, all experiments are tape recorded to guard against any verbal cueing. There we go. The his hair is fucking on point,
1: it's though. Very lush. The other guy has almost my haircut back I mean, when I was with my Psycho X. Oh, yeah. I, I, I see
2: those photos pop up every oh, yeah. now and then, or for whatever reason. Yeah, my Geller real Back when it was Cool Man Joe, <laughs> but not as cool <laughs> as today. <laughs> Just cooler on a surface to to yeah. <laughs> the surface level. Not with as the, you
1: the, see, the see, substance of my Yeah, they're going nuts. Everyone so has really lush hair. This. Yeah, they're showing how the pictures match, stuff. and they're all fucking power it. stuff, it's losing it.
5: it. I, want to this stop. Is, th- I think wait. this
2: could be Wednesday's Twitch content right here. Yeah, we yeah, for some, sure. Uh, mm-hmm some guesstimating just do well yeah
1: just look up how Here to properly do it exactly yeah, on yeah, the yeah, left yeah. side of the page huh. you see the There's original planes matching drawings right, of happy faces responses. drawings of cars
5: this is not a collection of correct cars. answers out of a long series of correct and incorrect responses this is actually the total run of pictures Star. which is cool to know that it is yeah. interesting that there is often a mirror symmetry
2: Oh yeah cuz it's 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 flipped like the boot it's like a right that's and left shoe yeah. yeah.
5: the experimenter had knowledge of what the target was this is a double
1: blind trial
2: oh, ear issue you need a Q-tip? No, it's okay. I got, uh, <laughs> got
1: that Q-tip you used. Yeah. Or I got peroxide that page, melts all the wax. Well,
5: that, that reminds me of Howard because it's like when you wear headphones, headphones
2: too much. Heller's there's that thing where it like builds up shit in your ear. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because it creates a steamy hot environment. That and the pressure, I think, or something. Because I run headphones all day for my Zoom. Because I run the setup here, but. Yeah, this you were. A typical target you did like a like a digital cardboard cutout of Joe the Exotics' Elon head with your face in there, there yeah. yesterday in our team awesome meeting, <laughs> and then it was a it live filter of an alien, exactly. Not yeah. Yeah. and, the and then I switched the audio to, to the yeah. the alien audio.
5: <laughs> this type of communication experiment was repeated many other times during the five weeks, with Geller choosing to pass Good. about twenty
2: percent of the time at a
1: twenty percent or ninety. What do you say? Uh Oh, of the size. Yeah, the size is... Oh, oh got it, got it. Also, to me, size...
2: <laughs> size doesn't matter. It is okay. interesting <laughs> that when
5: he drew his response in this case, he didn't recognize the object as eyeglasses. Huh. It seemed to him to just be an shape. abstract drawing.
2: So imagine in eyeglasses general, these for, like, normal horizontal sitting, blind. but yeah. then he drew line circle, the line, circle, line, circle,
1: yeah. line. picture Not in realizing...
2: The so boat It's pretty boat. cool. This is
1: old footage of it being tested. U-plane four, like a f- like a a foreground look at a plane, yeah, or overhead look.
2: So he did. Th- he nailed the plane, but not the U. Here, however,
1: we present a case
5: of a double-blind experiment double blind. in which Hidden someone, someone not associated with the project comes into the experimental room, places an object into a can chosen Ugh. at random from ten aluminum cans then puts the remainder of the numbered tops on also at random. The randomizer then leaves the area,
2: and the experimenters
5: enter the (laughs) experimental area with Geller, with neither the experimenters nor Geller knowing which can contains the object. In this particular so they're filling up the these, like, metal cylinders a with, a, ball, yeah, with a steel ball, which yeah. already resides in one of the ten cans It
1: was difficult to get Sarah Michelle Gellar away <laughs> from the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer at this time, yeah. as the show was very hot on the then <laughs> WB, now
2: CW. Yeah, we had to film <laughs> and edit out that stupid <laughs> fucking frog from <laughs> all yet. the promos.
5: Gellar's <laughs> task now is to determine... Which Her of jugs
4: hung low.
3: Holds the
1: steel ball That's my bearing. Chinese friend. Yeah, big tits. <laughs> the cans or the table. Jugs. Oh, that's my friend Jugs.
5: The yeah. Hung and low? The a But Then that's Vietnamese. Right. as he points or calls out a can top number. Who can top?
2: So he's picking one. So he what? The dickhead with the really long hair waved his hands over all the canisters yeah. and i think this person's now picking the ones with the balls yeah. or Uri something geller there's only one ball oh there's only one ball yeah it's a it's called the Lam- lance armstrong experiment exactly <laughs> the desact cuz i think Eventually, it's still in the second position on, from the right on the bottom left,
5: and geller will then indicate oh. both by gesture and in writing which one of the remaining cans contains the target? Hmm. It is only at the end of the experiment that Geller touches the can that he believes contains okay, the target. Okay, so the
2: dickhead with the long hair is the Galar. The protocol
5: included the possibility that he might touch a can accidentally.
2: And he hasn't touched in anything yet. In such case,
5: that would have counted as a miss.
2: Because he's pointing, so they won't right. say in case Because you touches. don't want to feel the weight yeah. of the
1: ball in there. Right. And it's kind of like Inception in where ha-
2: you have your totem... Where only oh, right. you know the weight and balance. So that right, way, if right, someone right. sneaks into your dream, they don't know the weight and balance of your totem. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're taking away ones. He's doing oh. kind of a, it's not this, not this. Yeah. Now he's down to a 50 50 the last two. He's passing his hand the over.
5: collected number. This, you might say, is a kind of 10 can Russian roulette. <laughs> he has made this his is my choice.
2: Desert Eagle. <laughs>
1: then he made the right uh, one. It's in there. The steel ball
2: is, is right bound.
1: there. Wow. <laughs> in so later
5: repetitions of this same experiment, he was finally weaned away from the dousing technique where he runs his hands over the can. Hmm. He got to the point where he could walk into a room, see the cans lined up on a blackboard sill, and just pick up the one that
1: contained the top. Yeah, because I was gonna say he, he, he no was already a showman at this point. This point. Like he was a psychic magician kinda of dude. So they're basically saying like, Oh, you don't have to do all the showman paranormal stuff, paranormal just 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 concentrate on now, it. Right, right. Well we and that's Russell Targ's thing of like anyone can do that.
5: One of these cans is filled with room It's cool. That they're also water. teaching
1: a guy that already believed can, he was psychic was right, right. that he could do it too, but
5: who randomized the position of the Cuz Uri
1: Geller was on like The then Tonight Show and all this shit the like a ton. Mm-hmm. Was
5: rotated by a second person so that there is no one person in the room who knows the location of the target can.
2: So see when there's no one who knows he can't pick or because that's the whole thing—is that mm. you're tying into someone else right. and you're reading their mind. As you can you're not see magically seeing through metal. You're just right. motion yeah.
5: by Geller over the can. The protocol, as before, involves his calling out the number or pointing, and one of the experimenters removing the can at Geller's call.
2: Yeah, and the way these all look, there's no way you can tell. No, they're like, all the same can, and it's on. It's in a box and on carpet, so it's yeah. not like it's weighted or, or warped out or right. anything like that. So he's down to the last two again, so he's nailed it so far, which if they're showing us, I'm assuming he's going to get it, but who At knows. At this point in time, so he's he is gonna asked write. to
5: make his choice both by writing the number down as well as making a selection by hand.
2: <clears throat> so he wrote the number five mm-hmm. has the ball mm-hmm. or whatever the target. Yep. The water? (laughs) You will note
5: that he is making a final test to be sure of his selection. Tentatively, he reaches, and having made the selection,
2: now look to
5: see whether water is inside the Mm -hmm.
1: can. I
2: thought it was a fucking before. It was before. There's... Uh Oops! Oh, they put a he plant down so I can pour the water, the water.
5: By the contents of the can.
2: So he got it right again. Yep.
5: You will note he is very pleased with finding this target. Yeah,
2: they zoomed in because on his he had and to and like out rock hard. Yeah, a zipper quivering. Yeah, and I mean, to be able to see that through the pants means he's got some girth and, oh, yeah. and thickness, at the very least. I'm well, not yeah, sure about looked, the length. He looks like he has that Middle Eastern... Yeah, hog thick cock, Yeah, <laughs> probably uncut too. So you're gonna have to pull back and watch out for that cheddar. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh. we repeated oh. this type of experiment fourteen times.
1: Huh.
5: Five times involved the target being a small permanent magnet.
1: Okay. I'm flying a model
4: plane
5: outside. Yeah. <laughs> we got Five drones watching over us. They know what kind of content we're producing right now. As the target. Okay. Twice, the target was water.
2: It's so weird that this is a at the end. I know, were made.
5: Yeah. <laughs> a very One strange. with a paper-wrapped ball bearing and one with a sugar cube. The latter two targets were not located. The latter two. Geller felt that he didn't have adequate confidence as to where they were, hmm. and he declined to guess and passed.
2: Oh, what an asshole. <laughs> you should at least try.
5: Yeah. On the other 12 targets, but the he had a career bearing, the magnet, and the water he did make a guess as to the target location and was correct in every instance. Wow. In subsequent work with another subject, we found the subject experiencing a highly significant difference in his ability to find various targets as compared with finding the steel ball bearing. The whole array of this run had an a priori probability of one part in 10 to the 12th or statistics of a trillion to one.
1: Hmm. No no errors. errors. <laughs> We're on the screen. Dice box experiment.
5: Here's another double-blind experiment in which a die is placed in a metal box. Both box and die being provided by SRI. Which
2: die faces uppermost? The box is it's shaken the up with neither the, the experimenter nor Geller <laughs> knowing
5: where the die is or which face is up. This is a live experiment that you see. In this case, Geller guessed that a four was showing, but first he passed because he was not confident.
2: What a bitch. You will note
5: that he was correct, Hmm.
2: and he was not confident to
5: have guessed correctly. But this particular test does not enter into our statistics. The previous runs of 10-can roulette gave a result whose probability due to chance alone is one part in 10 to the 12th. We decided at the outset to carry out the die and box experiment until we got to a million-to-one odds, at which time the experiment was terminated. <laughs> out of 10 tries in which he passed twice and guessed eight times, the eight guesses were correct. And what? that gave us a probability of about so, one in a million.
1: So Targ
2: knew we which one has again. the face of, there were no the face up. And is he like, and it's made. not really No, saying. they don't know. Because it's random. They just shake it. Oh, OK. So if that's how it's double blind. Like, I'm going to put this mm. dice in. I'm oh, shaking that's it. right. What do you think it is? Then they open it and say. So that's not really connecting
1: to a person, then. No, right. That's where it's. It's, it's connecting to the object, it I guess. Yeah.
2: yeah.
5: Here. A one gram weight is being placed on an electrical scale.
2: Okay. <laughs> Just
1: holding on a yeah. picture a l- of a, a... tiny little... Looks like a game like a chess
2: piece or something, yeah. like a sorry like piece. A it is
5: then covered by an aluminum
2: can... Kay. Aluminium, thank you. <laughs> again in mm. And then, Very by a glass Beauty cylinder the Beast Rose to stuff. eliminate glass. any deflections <laughs> due to air currents. Deflec- okay. So air pressure currents.
5: The Is first part of, of our protocol involves tapping the oh. bell jar. Okay. What are they testing?
2: I don't know, some dickhead's writing on like a seismograph. tapping meter. the table.
4: Mm.
5: Then, kicking the table. Oh, so, so doing the they're vibrations. doing a seismograph on the vibrations jumping of this. On the floor. Okay. With a record made of what these artifacts looked like so that they could be distinguished from
2: signals. In
5: tests following this experimental run, Static electricity was discharged against parts of the apparatus. So in the same exact setting without
1: sticking with anything, the long-haired asshole is now placing his hand in no case. What's he testing, though? I think they're seeing what kind of pressure they can see as a difference. Oh, I see. Like, oh, I bumped it, I touched it. Oh, so now they're doing telekinetic
2: stuff? Right. So they're seeing, is there a force being emitted that's vibrating it and moving it in any way with him doing his, like, Hand, wa- Cause, yeah, because he would do the hand thing over all these past tests right, to, right. to get his answer. Um, so now they're measuring is there a force right. as he's like jerking off two he, dicks into his mouth, but
1: he also got the answer without doing the hand gestures, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's like now like they're, feeling over, and it's his level yeah. of confidence, right? So they're just trying to measure is something moving or not, yeah,
1: yeah, like is he pushing air pressure down, or is he or is right. he with quantum mechanics of some kind moving as they're putting pressure... Right. ...that will register on the seismograph. Exactly.
2: Okay. All right, later. <laughs> He's <laughs> kind of wave to it. Peace out, bro.
5: <laughs> on this chart recorder printout, the bottom four signals show the type of artifact that results from tapping or kicking the table. They are small AC signals with a time constant characteristic of the apparatus. The upper two traces, mm-hmm. on the other hand are apparently due to Geller's efforts. They are single-sided signals, one corresponding to a 1,500 milligram weight decrease, the other corresponding to an 800 milligram weight increase. That's where
2: he pulls up and pushes down. Single-sided
5: signals were never observed as artifacts with any other stimuli. We have no ready hypothesis on how these signals might have been produced.
1: Because the other ones look very different. Of the
5: signals produced by Geller was about 200 milliseconds.
2: Wait, oh, yeah, because it's like one millimeter these little per jumps to this, like, massive jump. It was a to yeah. note
5: that Geller's performance improved over the period of experimentation, starting with 50 milligram deflections and arriving at 1,500 milligrams.
1: Magnetometer experiments, okay.
5: In this experiment... Geller attempts to influence a magnetometer either directly or by generating a magnetic field. The full-scale sensitivity of the instrument is 3 tenths of a gauss. And as is clear in this instance, his hands are open. Throughout the experiment, his hands do not come into contact with the instrument.
2: He's got some sort of weird. The
5: magnetometer itself
2: probe was thing.
5: used as a probe to go over his hands and person <laughs> to make sure that there were no magnetic objects. Very in on his brand hands for this, this show.
2: <laughs> it all works out. <laughs> Slightly caressing it Here the you see air.
5: substantial fluctuations both to the left and to the right, almost full scale in certain cases on the magnetometer meter.
2: He's full scale
5: These fluctuations are sometimes uncorrelated with the motions of his hands. Hmm. This is the chart recording of the magnetometer fluctuations produced by Geller. We see here full-scale fluctuations of three-tenths of a Gauss, which is a significant magnetic field, comparable to the Earth's field. After each of these experiments, we would, in general, discuss the results with Geller, show him the strip chart recording, and talk about the significance of his experiments. He was very interested in the experiments we were doing, ...because he had never taken part in laboratory experiments of this kind hmm. before.
1: So the sh- just showing, I mean,
5: which in that one's not that interesting to me because humans have
1: electromagnetic signatures, but standards. I guess he was manipulating it with movements. Right. It should have been,
5: I guess that's true, it should have
1: just been the same indeed, if his hands were close by does. no matter how he was moving it.
5: ...before right. and after the experiment... He was gone over with the magnetometer probe, and his hands were photographed from above and below,
1: hmm. during
5: and a following a the experiment, yeah, so a that clear we are sure there were no table. obvious pieces of metal or magnets in his possession. They move pretty, pretty However, yeah. according to our protocol, yeah, look, if we like could 10, in any way degrees. debunk hmm. the experiment and produce the effects by any other means, then that experiment was considered null and void even if there were no indications that anything untoward happened. In this case, we found later that these types of deflections could be produced by a small piece of metal, Hmm. so small, in fact, that they could not be detected by the magnetometer. Hmm. Therefore, even though we had no evidence of this, we still considered the experiment inconclusive and an unsatisfactory type of experiment altogether.
1: He's really like struggling to move it and stuff, but that's like his showmanship there right. too. Unsatisfactory, but we're showing another 30 seconds of it. <laughs> Here's more bullshit. you're seeing him from below
2: like come on come on yeah, move underneath come on, like do it. <laughs> a glass like a uh, coffee table or something yeah it's moving about 5 degrees
1: but again any any med- i mean even it seems like even the iron in your blood would make it move if another piece of metal that was so small the magnetometer didn't pick it up could make it move yeah i mean too. you have
2: to think about yeah like does a normal person not like straining and doing look the showmanship? They look at the lower mirror. Affords
1: it? one
5: the best view.
1: <laughs> they're showing this one longer than any of the others.
5: It other. can be seen <laughs> that his hands are completely exposed to photography from above and. But it's below good. I mean, they're trying to. Show, oh, he did hit it with his camera. That's
1: yeah. not you know.
5: Oh.
2: Is that? Oh, true? they have little
1: spacers to be like don't. If you, you can touch these, but any lower you're going to be touching the compass. Right, the okay. thing. yeah, the compass. <laughs> Additional areas for further investigation. Unconfirmed physical effects.
5: These are a series of unconfirmed physical effects that need further investigation. One of Geller's main attributes that had been reported to us was that he was able to bend metal from a distance without touching it. Mm-hmm. In the laboratory, we did not find him able to do so.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Okay. In a more relaxed protocol, he was permitted to touch the metal, yeah. in which case, as you will see in the film, he did this on TV. the metal is right. indeed bent.
2: Yeah. However, it's not it becomes to clear
5: it in watching this demonstration on film that simple photo interpretation is insufficient <laughs> to determine whether the metal is bent by normal or paranormal means.
2: Nice jerking the spoon off. That's how for daddy. <laughs> there is no spoon. <laughs> Use the spoon yourself.
1: He's got a whole rehearsed fucking set of movements here.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. I have to bend the spoon. Now it gets more surreal.
1: Because especially if you're creating friction like that, it heats it up a little bit. And Mm. most spoons are very cheap and easy to bend the way they're uh, cast. They're really whole. They're turning it. It's bent a tiny bit. Right. But also it's funny that they're like on camera. Yeah, he wasn't able to do it without touching it. Right.
2: Not touching.
1: It's kind of funny. By showing that everyone could have this remote viewing power, In the it's also disproving his weird telekinetic abilities. Right. But also saying but he, could, he and you or anyone else could also do this too.
2: Right. You took a minute view.
1: Because a lot of showmans are just focusing their energy on something too, which anyone can do. It is
5: evident right, right. that sometime during the photographic period... This stainless steel spoon became bent. However, unlike the things we have heard about Geller, <laughs> it was always necessary for him— you know,
1: experimental San Francisco things—to <laughs> have physical contact with the <laughs> spoon,
5: or for that matter, any other object that he bent. It is not clear. Whether the spoon is being bent because he has extraordinarily strong fingers <laughs> and good control of micro manipulatory movements, <laughs> or whether in fact the spoon turns to plastic in his hands <laughs> as he claims.
2: <laughs> claims aims. He really loves rubbing these spoons, man. Oh, yeah uh i have to piss really That's bad fine. i know we're almost done here but um oh yeah it's just gonna... less than a few minutes <sighs> five minutes <laughs> okay more spoon bending sorry i'm just gonna oh yeah Now i get some more jewelry <laughs> well i'm just kidding getting... because they're not fucking talking yeah. it just shows them spend, Here's this last spending part. the spoon. these here's tar- here's all these similarly we have similarly. rings
5: that were bent by mr geller hmm. the rings that were bent are shown here the copper ring at the left and the brass ring at the right were manufactured at sri and measured to require hmm. 150 pounds force to bend them
4: hmm. these so rings were in geller's hands yeah. at
5: the time they were bent
1: Okay. Maybe he just has that retard strength. Yeah. <laughs> retard cock, even though retard he's not retard. Yeah.
2: Well, that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> this brief recap
5: is to remind you of those experiments okay. we, we feel were best this. controlled.
2: That's a they scary. are the
5: three perceptions in the laboratory and should not be interpreted as proof of psychic functioning. <laughs> Indeed, a film never proves anything. <laughs> Rather... <laughs> This film gives us the opportunity It is funny the whole film was the, viewer, the like no audio right. and this they kept
2: talking over right yeah, I don't think that's like a type of film anymore Well yeah
1: cuz it was like more difficult to mic something and have an audio right, right. when everything was film and all that stuff like
2: yeah So that's you know, ESP and
1: psychic spies I mean yeah like you were saying it's it's cool to see a scientist in the 21st century being much more metaphysical like it's interesting too because like in india seems to be the the source of so many of these um what almost seem factual statements about machines and the mind and humanity and consciousness and all and all these things and india is smack dab in the middle of the west and the east right and so it kind of goes into this meta meta point of When we find balance between two extremes, we tend to learn the most. Yeah. And that kind of seems what Targ is all about and what a lot of what we're talking about in our show and other things is like, you know, being open-minded to this other... Don't just being on one... Not just being on one end of the spectrum or not being some hardcore born-again Christian who only sees the world through that one tiny lens. Right, right. And also not being a Richard Dawkins, like, hyper-atheist scientist that everything is only what you see right now and whatever um targ and other people like him are the ones testing the things that are testable but people didn't want to test them because right. of ego, usually ego driven things right or or dogmatic and dogma really just feeds someone's ego at some right, point right. but um but yeah it's interesting that like all the all the vedic text stuff which they talk about on ancient aliens all the time um has all of this interesting information about consciousness and, and what it is and yeah. Uh, and now we're almost going through this renaissance of um, that same kind of way of thinking. It's like, hey, you don't have to throw out one for the other. You're yeah, yeah. The, um The psychedelics guy that was on Joe Rogan and a bunch of other stuff, he Dennis McKenna, he's like, right. same thing. He's like, he's like, no, I want to do rigorous scientific Actual testing research. Yeah. But, but also what the tests entail, 'll have to change, and scientists will have to be open to changing them a bit, right, and not just throwing it out because it doesn't fit some sort of dogma they would ch- test a rock with or something right, right, like that right. Iraq yeah, with, yeah. but uh, but yeah it's, it's interesting because I mean that's really where um, I don't know that's kind of where we're going on this show yep. I mean like yeah, yeah. before I was much more skeptical and now um, just being exposed to this information and people like Targ and again, even Wilcock, for as much as as frustrating as he is, he's at least trying to have a message. Um, that is like this metaphysical right don't throw anything out take in all the data and weigh it against each other don't just lump it into one corner of the room or another and have them never talk to each other so anyway Steve's got a P Uh, you know know what else starts with P? P. Patreon
0: thank Thank you you for being our patrons patrons, for supporting uh, us uh, every month we appreciate it it. hope you enjoyed this let us us know what you thought in the comments comments. and And, uh, uh, we'll be back Uh, this is Friday we'll be back Monday for a normal Probing a Shanley's episode, so have a great
4: April first week. Yes. (laughs) We're ahead of the curve, finally. (laughs) Flatten the curve.
0: Exactly. (laughs)